Brian, we, we did yesterday. Massive success. People were really excited about it. Do another one, they said. Well, yeah, we here have. we are. Here yeah. we go. You're welcome. Uh, we, we brought in the big man himself, Blue Van Man. Thank you. Travelled down the slab in the van mm -hmm. to get down here. So. The YouTube's number one food reviewer in the UK. Official. YouTube's number, number one food reviewer. No, literally, when I said it, it became official, Dave. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy with that. I've yeah. anointed him now. You you might you if you're going to anoint people, though, you could go a bit bigger, couldn't you? you could give, if, you're, if you're doing it, give him more than the UK. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, the UK's... No, UK. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You, you, the only UK. reason I refrain is because there's some serious food obsessed people in America. I thought yeah. I don't want to sort of step the mark here. Yeah. Right, yeah, that right. is mental. That, that's Tottenham fan. You could do me with a Greg Saucy Drolo, couldn't you? <laughs> well, can we? Can we just be clear? He meant. When he said do it, he yeah. had with the whole, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like being knighted. It would crumble on impact, I'm sure. I really should think you know what I mean? my mouth sometimes. His arse is rock hard. Um, <laughs> Lawrence, I've, uh, I've upstaged you a bit with the, um, the homoeroticism. Sorry about that, mate. Normally, it's my, my thing. That's your thing. Right, right, I've, sure. I've, I've sort of, you know, but, you know. Normally, I like to make people in. uncomfortable. Uh, we, we had a massive day yesterday on Twitch, and we, we really enjoyed it. Uh, thanks a lot to all the people who subscribed yesterday. Oh, yeah. It was, it was huge. Um, and at the same time, we've got a massive goal again today, when we really appreciate if you guys could help us out with that uh, while we're doing the show. So if you've not already subscribed, please do. Yeah, we're going for 5,000 a day. Uh, for wow. anyone um, who can, it's free on Amazon Prime, if you have that. Yeah, it's very um, easy. And if, if you haven't, then, you know, for the amount uh, that we're going to be on stream this month doing gaming, uh, doing more football, the Mike Tyson fight is at the end of this month. It's all happening, so yeah. it's well worth subscribing. Value it means you don't have to watch the adverts. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you won't have to watch any adverts for that. And at the same time, it's for about the same price as a cup of coffee if you live in London. If you don't live in London, <laughs> it's about two cups of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a big difference between uh, the two. Mate, it's a, we had a massive game yesterday, City versus Spurs. It, that was fascinating. Mm -hmm. To be honest, now I've digested that, I feel like Spurs, I'm really taking them seriously this season, especially yeah. because so many other... Sorry, Roy. Especially because so many other clubs are... It just seems like... We all had a chat before the, the show started, and it's like anyone's who can really get their uh, act together here. Today, I feel like we're going to learn a lot. Klopp is ravaged with injuries. I've just found out Leicester are as well. The I media didn't really... Let you know, didn't I? I'll let you know. Weren't the bloody yeah. media? There no. you go, mate. <laughs> you because, can't trust them. Because Leicester obviously aren't reported on in the same mm. way Liverpool are. So one injury to Liverpool is the end of the world versus yeah. Leicester where it's like, oh, well, it's just plucky Leicester. Who cares anyway? But you guys should be, you know, feeling like, um, I don't know, under-supported by the media because for me, Leicester are... They've done really well this season. Yeah, let, let them stay. Let them stay uh, unsupported by the media. Yeah. Let them keep just ticking along as we do, and we'll be happy with that. Yeah. Hopefully, we've learned from the complete fuck up from last year. Yeah, that was unfortunate, yeah, wasn't it? Because you were destined for top four, yeah. it felt, and then it just it all fell apart right well, at the end. That was a bit of media attention, though, wasn't it? Really, some of that was the pressure of the media attention on you guys. I think there was part of it was that just before Christmas, Ben Chilwell's head was turned, and he just basically turned off, and then we had a few injuries and. You know, losing, losing Ricardo at the back there, it's, it was massive because he just no end of work there. And um, it just, I think probably the pressure got to him, but, you know, yeah. hopefully we'll learn from it and give Hope you lads so. a run. Well, you know what? You can give us a run out today. I was looking at the lineups before. Fabinho and Matip actually start at centre back. So that's solid, isn't it? That is, Considering it's, it's everything that we've heard, that's yeah. very solid. I mean, considering that. 
I thought it was going to be a really bad situation. You've got your first choice goalkeeper, Fabinho and Matip are very solid. And James Milner is the safest pair of hands you can have in the Premier League mm. in terms of doing a job out of his own position. Mm. Man's won plenty of Premier League titles. He's going to end up with some potentially records of how many Premier League games he's played at this rate. Yeah, so. I hope he goes back to Leeds at some point as well. I'd like um, to finish his career there. The so you, you, your midfield is interesting. Jones... Wijnaldum and Keita. Uh, that's pretty lightweight. I assume Henderson's injured. Yeah. Henderson's not available. All right. Uh, and that way, Thiago's also not available. Oh, so God. And then it, then you've got Jota, Firmino and Marnie. So, um, Salah can't play, obviously, because of the COVID. Good old stuff, so. COVID. Mm -hmm. Fucked us again. Wijnaldum and Keita. A lot of tackles in there, though. It's not totally oh, yeah. lightweight. I mean, it's these two are great pressing players. Yeah. It's just uh, they're not seen as the same level as a Thiago or someone like that. They usually have someone next to them who carries the team, though, don't they? And that's the big thing. is You need one of them to really switch on today and perform. Otherwise, mm. I mean, you've got... Um, Mendy Tillemans to deal with there, which is like a really solid... Tillemans, he's been outstanding for me. Yeah. Oh, love that bloke. I'd, I'd slated him a bit last year because he wasn't as good he was when we had him on loan. Mm -hmm. um, but when you sit back and actually watch what he does, he can see the game different than any other players. And Leicester's new signing with the Cas, whatever his name is, the right, I can't say his name, but yeah. he <laughs> seems to read it better. And now we've got under as well. It, mm -hmm. He just sees passes that people can't it's Castagne isn't it Castagne, that's it you've yeah. been practicing yeah I tried my best and, uh, to be and, fair, and, I did say it today before and he went that is right <laughs> <laughs> and looking at the team sheets you've got to fancy Jamie Vardy to, to run at that Fabinho and Matip partnership yeah. haven't you I mean he's he's had some good games against Liverpool didn't he score yeah. that absolute oh, screamer a few a years cracker. ago where he, the ball comes down yeah. and bounces and then he yeah, just took from outside that, the yeah. area absolutely cooking the keeper's doing that and he's don't that bother mate yeah, don't bother mm. mate it's the net will stop it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is a, 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 apart from Vardy though? Who's the goal-scoring threat? But um, I think uh, Tillemans and could. Um, it... How's Madison at the moment? Because there was a... a moment where he wow. was in the headlines big yeah. time. Man United were interested, and it does feel like other players, uh, like the lad from Aston Villa, Greenish. yeah, mm. he, they've stolen his thunder a bit, and he's sort of taken less of a. Well, believe it or not, Madison's been injured. Yeah. So. He's, he's only just coming back. He's been like having, you know, 20 minutes, then he had an hour and then mm -hmm. got took off and he's getting back into it. And he, he's looking better this year to me as well. It seems like last year it was all on superstar and it seems this year he's calmed down a bit and he's taking it all on stride and learning from, mm. you know. Just so that the audience know, we got a poll on the Twitch uh, chat right now for the match results. So you lot got to let us know who you think is going to win, because uh, that might influence me. I am a bit... It might influence the real game. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah we're pretty big influencers, lads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even <laughs> the players might say that and go, fucking hell. Klopp sits in the dressing room and all his players are going, kick-offs on. So it's well, you influenced my life, didn't you? So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that is, uh, honestly, though, I do think we're watching two of the... Well, yeah, I, maybe I'm being a little bit generous to one of the two, but we are watching two of the guys who, at the beginning of the season, people go, they'll, they'll be in and around that top four. Mm. Am I wrong? Mm. Top four? I don't think I don't think that Leicester are being discussed or were being discussed for the potential title winners pre-season. No, not in pre-season, but I think they should be now. I think they, if they get to a position in January where they're still in with a sniff, they probably need to improve a little bit because there's a heavy reliance on Jamie Vardy. But I think when you look at their team individually, 
I'd argue this team's possibly better than the one that actually won the league for them yeah. with some of the players that they do have. Maybe their back line's a little bit weaker because they've not got their first choice. Like Soon yeah. was, I mean, yeah. he was last season in the Premier League. I think he was voted to be the other guy next to Virgil van Dijk in yeah. the team of the season. So mm. Soon were absolutely outstanding last year. Really good. But Johnny Evans has been there and done yeah. that. Yeah. And I know, you know, he's still... He's that Wes Morgan type figure now. Evans, yeah. Evans is brilliant. He's, yeah. he, I don't think we should have player. sold him. No, no. Like, right. I think he's a quality well, player. Well, he gets in your team now. I think it's better than Maguire and Lindelof. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, he it's made Maguire eighty million pound. I, I don't think. Right. I think we kind of made Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you listened in that. But yeah, I do think. Do, do you think a little bit of it is Brendan Rodgers because of that season with Liverpool? Like we were speaking about before on on Paddock, like who next? You know, if Ali does go, who next? And. Brendan Rodgers' name rarely comes up, but he's a very good coach. Do you know what I mean? And he's, he's one of those coaches that improves players everywhere he goes. Mm -hmm. He plays good football. You've always got that relationship with Liverpool, which will stop him, okay, being linked to United. That's fair. Yeah. But he always comes maybe up then, short. Then, always comes up short. Always, does he, always, does he, nearly does does he come he up short, to? though, because he hasn't been gifted the opportunities that other managers have? So, for example, I mean, we're going to get on to a lot of managers today. We've been talking about this already, but... He's, he's not had easy opportunities. All right, with Liverpool, he was in a situation where Luis Suarez just turned the whole season round. But, and I think maybe... Brian, be that, that has to be looked at. That Liverpool season overall has to be looked at as abject failure. They should have won the league. Yeah, I, they should have, it was his league to win and he, he didn't win it. It was very early on in his career. Let, let's say, for example, Chelsea go close this year and they fail to do it at the end. This season's kind of like a mad season. It, you wouldn't say, oh, Lampard's never going to win it because he was further, he's gone close. He's still got to improve. He was further into his career than the Lampard no, yeah, is currently. No, he's been Swansea and but, stuff, but, but he, you know what I mean. But it was still early days, though. It was early days, but incomparably, incomparable in but, terms of how early but, it is but for But before Lampard. that season started, was anyone saying Liverpool will win the league? They weren't, mate. And in part of that, I think, what, I think in defence of Brendan Rodgers, what I would say is, Luis Suarez was an absolute anomaly. He was an alien that season, and he dragged Liverpool further than ever thought possible. And I think that then changed the fans' perspectives of where Liverpool saw themselves as a club now that they'd actually thrown a title away, whereas beforehand they hadn't. What I will say is that might have been what ended up getting him sacked, because if he was given more time and the, the expectations hadn't changed because of that season, maybe he'd still be at Liverpool. I think on we, some we, level... we as fans did feel a bit closer maybe than outside. And there was, and now you're going to believe us and those kind of things were the chance. So I think it was... Not, looking at it in retrospect now, we maybe feel a little bit like we had upped our expectations unreasonably. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, Brendan Rodgers had come in and started talking in a certain way, started, you know, raising expectations. So there was a... There was an air that we were looking to win it by that point, and that that was his first run at doing it. And that it, I he, think he, he got the best out of certain players as but, well, like Daniel yeah. Sturridge, who since that season has never looked as good. No, it was in, a good Liverpool team. It wasn't. Still, I think. Wasn't, I think yeah. there's. I think there's this uh, narrative that has formed that it was Luis Suarez. It wasn't. There was a lot of good mm. players in that team. You know, Steven Gerrard was back to his best, looking phenomenal that year. Mm -hmm. It was a very good Liverpool team. But if you get into a season, I'm doing all this off the top of my head, so yeah. I may be getting some of this wrong. But off, off the top of my head, it went, they had to beat 
And had they won these three games, they would have won the league. It would have been Crystal Palace away. Mm-hmm. That was the game we absolutely collapsed. In Crystal we, Palace we away. We three goals. Very late Chelsea night. at home, bearing in mind Chelsea played a second string team because we had a second leg against Atletico Madrid. Literally nobody played in that game for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. It was every... So it's Chelsea at home, second string, Newcastle at home and Crystal Palace. If you would get into a position where you win the league by simply winning those three fixtures that I just named and you don't win them, Palace away... Chelsea, second string at home, Newcastle at home. If that is your lot to win the Premier League for the first time in 25 years for Liverpool and you don't win it, I'm afraid that can only be viewed through a prism of negativity. Yeah, but it's not to say he he can't improve from that point. No, and you know what? The funny thing is... And what we're asking is, is he underrated? No, no, the debate debate is, why does he always come up short? And I'm just explaining that he does come up short. You say always. It was only one time. At the same time, I think, uh, you know, I know now Rodgers is seen as a bit of a furniture, a bit of a fixture in the league. He's not actually that old as a manager, right? And I do think that people like Oli and people like Frank Lampard and other young managers like that make him look older, right? Bro, because he's been around it, for ages. Let's be real here. Oli and, uh, Oli and Frank Lampard had done nothing compared to Brendan Rodgers when they were given the jobs that they were. He should have been given those jobs, but maybe because he was seen as a failure at what happened at Liverpool, he didn't get that opportunity. But in reality, he improved Liverpool at that time. This feels very generous to me. The, the, Roger. Did, they, did, he failed did, at Leicester he, last year. Did, yeah, but the, but the point is, is, did he improve Leicester and did he improve Liverpool? I think the answer has to be yes on both of right. those. If you take it from where we took them from and where they ended up, did he improve both clubs? When he left Liverpool, it was, it was a very sour taste around Merseyside. He'd, it, his time had come to an end there. They wanted him out. But he took over from, was it Roy Hodgson? Yeah, yeah. technically, yeah. Well, but the only way is up. It's very Yazoo, uh, isn't it? Technically, it was Roy Hodgson. <laughs> there, there, was, there was Kenny and there were other people <laughs> in there, but you I, see what I, I'm saying. I, th- like, I think if you look at where Leicester were when he took them over, same. He, he improved them both. So the fact are, he improved both clubs, in my opinion. He improved Leicester, no end. I mean, last, I, when, I, when I first came on the kickoff that time at the start of the season, normally as a Leicester fan, you're thinking, here we go. Battling relegation straight the way, but no, he just, he just turned it. I mean, they came on halfway through the season, you know, left Celtic under a cloud kind of thing, but he did the job at Leicester and he's improved it. Well, he did also improve Swansea, don't forget that, because he got them promoted for the first time ever. Yeah. So that is, that's massive for him. I think that was seen as really big. And he did spend. He did spend a lot of his career, formative years, under Mourinho. It was all like at that. Chelsea, yeah. Yeah. And I think part of it is the media haven't always been very kind to him because of his demeanour, right? Like, well, he hasn't helped He became himself. a bit of a laugh. I mean... Like, remember character and... Great, great, and, great and, character. The em- and the envelopes. Do you, like, yeah. do you remember Liverpool did that Channel 5 oh, documentary? Yeah, that's awful. I mean, come <laughs> so on. We, we, but, but we had Glenn Johnson on this show uh, about a year ago, and he, he said, like... There was times he was giving speeches and I'd pretty much heard the same thing from Mourinho yeah. a year before. But exactly. I was the guy who was at Chelsea. And when, went to so, And then, so I heard... But <laughs> that being said, re- results are results. And I do, I do think he gets a bit of a hard ride. Yes. Like, you look at... I think the exact opposite, Brian. He doesn't get a hard ride. Listen to this conversation. He came up, we've discussed Liverpool. Totally came up short. Totally flopped. Those three fixtures, all you need to win is... You say came up short, Leicester though, but, didn't but they, they finished second in the league, and the year... And, but when he, them, when, they, when he found them, they were nowhere near second in the league. Not only that, right, but to add to that, I think if, if Rodgers had left anyway, say, because it looked like that season they were looking for an alternative anyway, and Jurgen Klopp hadn't been available, and then Liverpool... Frankly, I think if Liverpool hadn't got Klopp, we'd probably be at a very similar level to the level we were with Rodgers. I think we regard him almost a bit 
better because mm. Klopp came in and Klopp is just prolific. All I'm saying is, in a league where Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has the Man United job, Arteta's got the Arsenal job, Frank Lampard's got the Chelsea job, and a man with the experience that Rodgers has is in a lesser club, I feel like he ha- he would have a right to sit there and go, I feel like I could have, I should right. have had one of those jobs. Right. You know, I feel yeah. like I earned the opportunity yeah. for that. It's the label, isn't it? I think, yeah. given. I but I think he, he has to jobs. now probably, because of that, we all feel that kind of is a kind of a kneely man. And going to Celtic didn't really help him um, as much as he obviously was a success there. It's almost like if you win there, it's not a real... You know, especially no especially, the, especially in the period when he was yes. winning. Yeah. Like yes. There wasn't a second. There no, wasn't, wasn't a challenger. No. Yeah. To win a, if he wins a trophy with Leicester, I think it will probably oh, get but, him but, back but, to where he needs to be. Yeah. If he wins a trophy with, with Leicester, my, my appraisal will also change. But oh, my yeah, appraisal of as of today is... What happened with Leicester last year, people seem to still be viewing that as fairly successful. Yeah, because we weren't they expecting totally, Leicester to even be there. Yeah. They, Brian, they totally bottled but, but it. You, they, they, but, they were on for second in the league. But, but, they but, didn't qualify for the Champions League. One of the things that you're very great at is, it, it, on this show, you always say, context is everything. And yes, at, at one point, they were out in front, and eventually they fell away. And a lot of that is down to the quality of the squad that they had versus the quality of the squads that Chelsea and Man United had. Overall, at the start of the season, if you'd said every Leicester fan, will you take fifth place, they would have snapped your fucking hands yeah, off. Yeah, but uh, at the beginning, of the season, at the beginning of the season, if you'd said to me, would you take sixth place, I would have said yes, first, under Lampard's first year. But by the time we got to January, February, of course I wouldn't, because your aspirations change. Leicester fans' aspirations must have changed. They were second. They were being chased by Chelsea that were dropping points all over the place. But Man United were dropping points all over the place. And we still But in reality, the Man United players came better as the season went on and they were vastly improved by Bruno Fernandes who they just happened to spend 60 fucking million on. It must 45, be 45, bro. Yeah. You chill out. 45. <laughs> Man United got arguably, you know, right now you could argue he's best player in the league. You know, mm. and that, that jump-started mm. them massively and, and, and Chelsea obviously got better. as the, Leicester's level is the, the level that it is. So yeah. to expect them to continuously outperform teams that are better than them and then to say when they don't, well, that's a flop. I just yeah. think that's a bit unfair yeah. to him. I know he's, I know he's obviously from Northern Ireland, but I think he'd be a great fit for England as well. Like maybe there is something in him capitulating towards the end of a season. Maybe if that's a thing, then wouldn't a shorter term tournament type great so, football? Not until he's player, won a trophy. Man. Not that I'm trying to grab him away from. Not, not, not until me. he's won a trophy. Yeah, England's but let's be next Gareth Southgate's England. Man, England's right. next appointment needs to be somebody with a proven track record of yeah. winning silver. Yeah, I can't say those so, things so, so, like that. But Dave, what do you, what you, you obviously live in Leicester, you're a Leicester yeah. man. What do you think the actual fan base think? Well, from the lads I know, when I chat to, um, yeah, we're disappointed we didn't get fourth. It was, it was fucking heartbreaking, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But to get fifth, I'm happy with that because, like I said, normally we're going for relegation or battling against relegation. And, you know, and sometimes you've just got to take, account to what you've got and the squad isn't or last year's wasn't as strong but this year we've he's, he's with Fafana and that, he's brilliant and I'm really excited about this year and I, I, now if we don't get fourth this year I think I really would be pissed off but right you know what I mean it's it's just one of them things yeah you have sort of built on that in a way yeah sometimes I wonder why I mean I, I don't wonder why but I do wonder why you didn't stay 
around that top level, but it was because mm. you didn't, we just didn't invest the, in the same way, right? No, we just didn't. I mean, <clears throat> we lost Ricardo at the end, towards the end of the season, and that were a massive loss for mm-hmm. us. That, right, that lad at the back there, he's, he's a goal scorer as well. He'll just invade your half of the pitch and score. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things. But you would learn from do you, it. Do you think it was? Do you think Rogers is culpable for your fall away, or do you think there's other reasons? No, I think it was just a general mix of everything. I think we were bottling it. Um, Man United were coming on strong. It, it was just one of those things. And obviously, Man United had Maguire, so it was going to be in the writing, weren't it? That mm-hmm. they were going to finish it. I wonder how he's feeling about facing Liverpool today, because obviously, it must fuck him off that they've gone from strength to strength since him. But. You know that. Hmm. Did he kind of play, lay the foundations for? I'm not trying to overplay what he did there, but no, because before he came in, like you said, <laughs> like, before he it, came I, in, I don't like, want to think about a bit that. of a laughing oh, stuff. Like, we we we, we, we got Leash and all them. But, like. Well, Doug Leash uh, was an interesting one because Liverpool fans on the inside had always gone right. He's just going to steady the ship and then move on. But you and hadn't challenged. In before. many ways, Liverpool could have been. I'm not, I don't mean it disrespectfully, but stuck with Doug Leash. If he'd have, we'd almost got a bit ollied with him, where it was like, thankfully, we set expectations and went, you leveled it, right, move on, there's someone else coming in now. And when Brendan Rodgers came in, I think he was seen as a very young, promising manager. This was seen as his big first gig. So this was his big first opportunity. It was similar to what Ollie and um, Frank Lampard have had. And in many ways, he's outperformed over both those guys. But also, they weren't his signings at that time. Liverpool had always gone down that route of someone else will make these signings and then you'll just be with them. So it wasn't always a Rodgers team, if that makes sense. He was given pieces that he asked for in a system. But you can't say he said sign Coutinho or someone like that. It no, wasn't. but I mean in terms of Liverpool had never really he, truly challenged for the league. Right. Well, Benitez kind of, had. But, yeah. Yeah, what, but we become, we, become, we become a laughingstock. I get what you're saying. But the, the problem for him is someone else came in afterwards and then went, yeah, this is how you actually do it. Mm. There's so, another and, and few when, things that were anomalies that he, Brendan and Rodgers just couldn't help. The, the Steven Gerrard slip, that was fucking mm. biblical at this yeah, point. Like, it's huge. When that happens... That's not Brendan Rodgers at all. If, he, if no, that doesn't happen, that, maybe they go on and win that mm. game and win the league. He, Brendan Rodgers is a hero. Here's yeah. the thing, though, Brian, because I think the Klopp is actually a really great example at, like, afterwards. Obviously, we say Klopp is a great coach. Fantastic. But if Brendan Rodgers had had Alisson, Van Dijk, the midfield mm. that Liverpool and the strikers that Liverpool have got, mm. all these guys, if you played that in a Brendan Rodgers system, would be competing no, for a league title but, but as well. Liverpool and not did only have that, a good right? team under Rodgers as well. That was they, a good they team, did, They did, but if you look the at it... The defence was a shock. and people like that. Skirtle was a good player. No, and not, yeah, but not only that, right? Was he? But, um, yeah, he was, he was a serviceable defender and probably third was he or fourth Dijk, choice. You know what I mean? No, he's different. He's No, he's above Matic. He's below Matic level, but at the time, he was... I don't know. I felt but, like their defence was dog shit, but their right, attack agreed. was amazing. Well, 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 this is the thing. When you've got Lovren and Sacco, who are basically your first-choice centre-backs, at the time, and this is what Liverpool fan base were, were very bad for for about 20 years, going, this is the team. <laughs> and everyone around us was going... No, it fucking isn't. And but Sacco but was we were, good as well, Sacco right? Sacco was good, but he wasn't... Again, I look back now, and people always do this. You know, they screenshot the team that Klopp first started with, and it's like Alberto Moreno at left-back. Now, Jesus. I, I went back and watched an old Liverpool game the other day just because I miss a full Anfield. I like it or cry sometimes. And <laughs> basically, I watched uh, Liverpool versus Dortmund. Do you remember the 4-3, the, mm. the big comeback, right? That team looked like they were playing at half speed compared to what this Liverpool team is now. So, first of all, 
I get that, that's the players. Marino gave up at some point in those goals. So it wasn't just, by the way, Klopp being a great manager. It was that some of those players were just serial underperformers and just weren't fit to be there at the club. So yes, I don't think he was equipped in the way that Klopp was. And right. I, I do think it, we can't frame him as a failure just because Jurgen Klopp came in and had immense success. He was, he was succeeded by the greatest generation, uh, like the greatest manager of this generation. Yeah. Absolutely. And that is going to make him look like dog shit. It but we're comparing, we're comparing the, the team that Rodgers had and Rodgers' uh, application with Klopp. We don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. We can compare it to what was on offer at the time. And I'm saying that the Liverpool team that was on offer at the time, players like Emre Chan in the middle, yeah. Luis Suarez up front, Skirtle behind them, I think that was a good spine of a team that could have won a league. Could have won a league. I mean, do you know what the league with Skirtle? <laughs> clearly, it was a good team because they were three games from winning the league. So, how much did he underperform by three games, Rory? That isn't a massive failure. It's not steeped in negativity. He and to be fair, does another manager? get that out of Luis Suarez in that season. I completely agree. And you know what? Luis Suarez does still say that he was convinced by uh, Brendan Rodgers to stay at the club. And, I mean, think about that. Like, if, if you're a bad manager, you don't convince. I'm, Possibly... I'm not saying Brendan Rodgers is, is great, though. Just to, I'm just saying I do think he's a little underrated. Mm, because agreed. if you say to me... Mm, I agree. Yeah. Who, who, if, if a top club sacks their manager... I don't think Brendan Rodgers gets in the conversation to take over because of what, what is associated with the name. And not a lot of that is these kind of conversations that we have, whereas in reality, <laughs> I you know, agree. he's I done agree. all right with I Leicester. Don't, I don't if think, he was smacked, I don't think he Logan. gets in. Right. I don't think he gets in right. in that conversation, but I think it's right that he doesn't get in that conversation. But but I don't think he's my point is, that, is that when you look at who does get in to the actual jobs, mm. Arteta... Solskjaer, Lampard, who have done less than Brendan mm. Rodgers. I'm just saying it's a little unfair on the that's guy. That's potential because uh, Mikel Arteta is potential. We've no, that's because they've faced That's because they've played for the club, it's, bro. But it's yeah, but it's because you're taking a gamble. But, so, so potential what what is, people are doing, though, they're saying Arteta might be good enough, he might not be, but, but Rodgers isn't. So what I'm, they, saying, they know is, Rodgers isn't, so what I'm saying is Solskjaer... Arteta and Lampard are all more of a gamble because there is far less evidence, aside from Solskjaer, who had quite a bit of failure before getting money in a job. <laughs> then there's we a count lo- them Norwegian titles. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's three Second managers together who are now in charge of three of the biggest clubs in world football who together have less wins as managers than Brendan Rodgers has on his own, and yet he wouldn't even get mentioned for those jobs. That, for me... Is unfit. Well, to be fair, he did turn Arsenal down, didn't he? Because when he went to Leicester, Arsenal were sniffing around Rodgers. I don't know if that's true, that. but yeah. I hope it is. I don't think he would have turned <laughs> him down, but I do remember him being linked. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Being linked. And, and, I mean, he's linked with Barcelona. He's linked with Barcelona. Being linked is very different. Yeah, no, you say you say that, but Braithwaite plays up front for Barcelona. Do you know what I mean? And Lionel Messi is, you know, he's got one foot out the door, so maybe that could happen. If Rodgers yeah. came in, though, Lionel Messi, fully into state. I must admit, <laughs> to go from not getting a, a sniff of Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United, to all of a sudden being Barca manager would be fucking insane. Do you know what else is And all work? of a sudden, um, imagine being the one who gets the season after Messi leaves. Oh, yeah. that yeah. is, that's like, oh. To be yeah. fair, you know, though. Yeah. You basically <laughs> just wiped up 
the woman who basically went with the guy with the biggest dick ever before you. you, you do what get, a nightmare. You do get be. a lot of grace, period, though. Because if Messi leaves... Do you then, fuck? Yeah. You beating the Barcelona, they're the most ungrateful fan base, aside from Real Madrid. I, I've know, ever seen. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, though. Because everyone goes, we didn't have Messi exactly. this season. Yeah, You've got to rebuild. I th- I think he, that he becomes David Moyes. He becomes David Moyes immediately. Right. Moyes got a lot of <laughs> Moyes got a lot of generosity, man. Did he for, fuck? For he was out of a job within a year, man. He should have gone to Barcelona. He was he was he should have been within out. six he months. Should, he should have yeah. been out. He should have been out within six months, and he wasn't. He was out within nine months. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It Three months, man. That's a lot. United <laughs> waited. United waited for him um, to to not be able to get Champions League football. Right. Right. Because. Mm. We do things to save money. So when did that happen? We do things to save money. Do you think they told him that as well? Do you think they literally went, uh, listen, David, we're not going to let you go. We're going to wait for you to not get Champions League football. I've been there waiting. Wow, there's a clause in your contract here which says, if you don't get Champions League football, ta-ra. I had had literally, right? We're underway now. Liverpool, Leicester. We should probably talk predictions in a minute. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, the Brendan Rodgers debate was the longest debate we've had in a very long time. I remember getting up. We talked about David Moyes, by the way. I remember getting up the day my lady sacked him and thinking, mate, you know what? Yeah, I look back at that time and I just think, what the hell was I thinking, man? Like, yeah, you know when, like, we were in a weird position where we had Fergie telling us on the pitch, like our granddad saying, "You see this guy coming in now? You like best not embarrass me and you best support him." Yeah, mm. and then so he left saying that, and then we had this clown coming in. He goes, mate, it was. I like, remember Fergie going, "You've got to back your manager." Yeah, yeah, he yeah really yeah. and like. Why, was he Nine going, months remember, later, why did he say he didn't make yeah. it? I remember going Boys there. Up. I remember going now, to Old Trafford. That never happened inside the ground, you know. There was a massive happened. banner. There was a massive banner. The Chosen One. Right. Oh, yeah. The Chosen Imagine. One. To be fair, he was. He was the one that was chosen. It yeah. just wasn't a good choice. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. It was a great but, banner. But that, that almost feels religious. That actually feels biblical. But do you know what I loved about it? Man United fans for literally decades held every time Ooh. every time a fan base near them <clears throat> I have to I'm be, being honest here I'm telling us if I'm wrong sack the manager maybe hastily they're like say we'd say, never do that you, 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 we'd yeah. never do that we'd never do we'd that never, you, you don't know what a project is you know it takes a while to get <laughs> yeah, this a bit of loyalty yeah, mate. Bit, show a bit of loyalty. loyalty I'm like it's easy yeah, having yeah. loyalty when you've got the best <laughs> manager but ever be fair, but to be fair Moyes there was always you know there was a fl- there was a plane banner there was people that always wanted him out and Stuff like that. But inside that stadium, he was the most supported manager in the... I remember we were losing against Liverpool, yeah. And it was 2-0 and they scored their third. But I don't remember their third going in because we were too busy having a party in the stands, like singing the team mm. on and trying to get them going. You've got to remember, you're was, not every Man United fan, though. No, in, in, the the no, in the It was new to us. Mm. Like, failure was new to us. So we were like, yeah. we're not going to be spoilt here. We're going to have to just take it. Take it. Yeah, Obviously, fair. now we've got used to losing. Go on. And we're like, oh, we so don't didn't want think this it was going to last this long. Yeah. You know, did you? <laughs> but this is a blip of a year. We'll be <laughs> genuinely, yeah, yeah, yeah. genuinely not, not one Man United fan thought we got another seven years minimum of this. To be honest, I had a lot of empathy for Manchester United fans at that time because I was basically born at the very beginning of that for Liverpool yeah. so I hope the next 20 years are happy for you um, <laughs> can we just do quick predictions boys yeah. oh um, Leicester won a penalty here Los cast yeah uh, I, I think Liverpool win it I'm not sure by how much but I think it's Liverpool win I'll go 2-1 Liverpool I think Leicester will score Rory 2-0 uh, 2-0 Two all. Oh, oh, that's all right. Big blue for man Dave 1-0 to the Foxes who, who are you saying gets the goal Dave um, I'm going Telemans all right. Oh, just because I said I liked him before the game. You... Oh, yeah, there's that. Mr. Right. McCullough, no, no. what are you saying? I, I was going to go 2 2, but I'll go 2 1 to Leicester. Ooh, that city's out. I must admit, right? Nothing against either club, but I do think Liverpool are going to win this 2 1. Okay. Yeah, I think that this is where we start seeing 
you know, even though they've got their injuries, I think Liverpool, I, I, just because of the experience and because of the mental strength that Klopp brings, they would still be my favourites for the title. Mm. To be fair, the, so uh, the, the fans of the show uh, agree with you. 44% went uh, Liverpool, 42% went Leicester. So That's still very close, still very though. Close. Yeah, nobody so thinks two. it's a draw, basically. Well, no, well, no, 14% of people thought it was a draw. Your maths is not good, 44 per- <laughs> 42 is, is 86. So yeah. oh, is, that, is that how percentages work? Yes, yeah. I know, no, no. <laughs> I learned that's, something every that's day. That's right. every, day, every day's a school day. Um, <laughs> we need to get Statman Day back on the show. Yeah, we, we've got... Um, no, don't be that hasty. We have been talking about before the show about Premier League wise now everything seems wide open even even Adam was saying 10, 10 games everything can change you know mm. um, Great. have any of you sort of changed who you think is going to win the league or, or I mean Rory you said Chelsea and at the time uh, if I'm you might not admit that now, but I think it was a little bit tongue-in-cheek of... Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. It was done through sheer, diligent research and research footballing prowess. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was no what? tribalism in it. Okay. <laughs> Nothing to do with who I support. I just looked at every side, analysed it in thorough detail, uh-huh. and concluded that Chelsea Far were the best place to win the I've league. I've got to be, be honest. I'm, <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm impressed because... Um, <laughs> I'm impressed because, to be honest, you know, Lampard is such an unknown quantity as a manager. But at the end of the day, you've only lost one game all season. To Liverpool. And, you know, fair play. And you weren't terrible in that game either. No. Um, Are you still, are, are you beginning to be more confident? Are you starting to think, actually, you know what it is? We can fucking do this. Thing. There's no reason why Chelsea can't win the league this season. Apart you know, at the, the beginning of the, the other teams. At the, no, at the beginning of the season, there was an obvious reason why... Chelsea shouldn't have won the league because of Liverpool's superiority. I feel oh, that that superiority mm. isn't quite to the level that it was. The Van Dyke thing is huge. And I think that now it's fallen into... Well, I say it can be anybody's. Uh, realistically, I think it's three teams that can win the league. And I think Chelsea are one of the three. Shoot for the other two? Chelsea... Oh, I can see doesn't want to admit this. Obviously <laughs> Liverpool. Obviously. Obviously Liverpool. Right. Yeah, and the other one? In terms of teams that can win, in terms of, in terms of, in terms of I know what he yeah. wants to say. Oh, in, yeah, it's the S word, isn't it? It's the S word. Do you know? It's, Jose Mourinho. So, no, no, wait, just, just before we let Rory say it, who you think the third team is, the third team that you think have got the potential thing, the to win the league. Team. Just remember in the last video that you made where you said, what, how but many I reasons why? I think they will. Right, there wasn't okay. a number. It was, right. just, it was just a few reasons. It was just a few just, reasons. Just as many that came into my yeah, head at the time. As, it's not as a compelling title if you get just <laughs> a few he reasons. He doesn't plan them out, Lars. He just riffs it. Can't edit. Can't edit. Just got to go for it. To be fair, there's two people on this table who start their video and go, Hello, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right, folks. And they're both sat next to each other. I love it. Um, so, I so, don't think they will. I genuinely but, but don't think, think they're Tottenham, in the conversation. I genuinely don't think Tottenham will win the league. I will say to you now explicitly, Tottenham will not win the league. But mm. I think if we're going to discuss it mm. for the don't sake of the that. conversation, right. we, have to, we have to bring Tottenham you, into the league. Okay. okay. All right. Dave, uh, you got any prediction for who you think will win the league? I now? think Liverpool will win it. I don't. I think they'll just come strong and good again because he's gone so well organised. Oh, transfer Leicester! Is that a foul? Is that 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 could have been a foul? You know, he was offside. I think. Oh, Mm. Mm. all right, Adam. If you had to put your nuts on the line, (sighs) obviously, I think Jurgen Klopp. Even with all the, you know, if at the start of the season, if you were said to me you're going to get all these injuries, I think Liverpool aren't going to win the league. Man City would, but. I don't see Man City looking like a great team and I mm-hmm. see everybody this season dropping so many points. Mm-hmm. So I do think 
that will kind of level out with Liverpool's loss of Van Dijk mm. and everybody else. Mm. And Liverpool probably win the league, but... It'll be a lot closer. Yeah, yeah, I think Chelsea have made the signings that will suggest they will be title challengers. Whether Lampard has it to be able to live up to that expectation is another thing. Fuck me, if but Lampard they should did win the league, by the way, oh, even with all the I signs, would be unstoppable. Mate, I can't even... You are unstoppable. I, we're going to have to... <laughs> ban, I watch this, you know. We're going to have to ban Rory <laughs> from this fucking studio because if Lampard... Just, turn up. Yeah, I'm mate, like that bad penny. I can't handle it. I can't. <laughs> I'm joking on a rope out mate, that uh, window. I'm finding a way. I'll abseil in. Mate, he'd be like Spider-Man coming through the fucking window. Um, I can't deal with that, but fair play. For a young manager who basically is in, what, his third season? Third season. To, to win a league, it would be amazing. That being said, though, there's just some things about his interviews, and I feel like you know football, uh, but I just, I'm not, I'm not believing well, it yet. Yeah, I I think do you that. feel that, Lodge? No, it, it, there's a lot of times where I just... It, it feels like there's not a naivety to it, but there is a little bit of a... There's a bit of a vibe of, listen, I'm a grown... Oh, transfer Liverpool! Oh, oh a great, great save. Brilliant goalie. Kasper Schmeichel. Brilliant goalie. Highly underrated, by the way. Great shot, Curtis Jones, by the way. I, weirdly, Curtis Jones, despite being from Liverpool, has got the same hair as Mohamed Salah. So, although, to be fair, Mohamed Salah has got very Liverpool hair. So, um, He does, doesn't he? He's got like a perm in a way. Yeah, I, yeah. I, so, back to Lampard. Yeah, you're saying... it, it, there's, there's always this thing where I feel like Lampard is longing to be... Uh, put in that pantheon very quickly uh, as yeah. that manager. And, time and it's almost that level of want that makes people react in this way where they go, well, you're not. And he reacts quite badly to it in that Ooh. sense. I, I think that might be why he decided to be aggressive towards Klopp as a way of him going, I don't care who you are, mate. Mm. You know, like, yeah. and, and, and one of the comments he he made about, <laughs> oh, you've won one title and you think you're this, that and the other. Do you know how many titles I've won? Mm. I get that. But when you become a manager, there's a reset button. You, you're zero again. You're back to, you're can, back can to zero. Can I add to that, though? Because actually, he did say this in a, uh, uh, an interview just the other day. He said um, he didn't realise, uh, as a player, how simple he had it. And how mm. it was like, as a player, you are essentially just worrying about yourself and the immediate teammates around you. He went, as a manager, and Brian, I think you're experiencing this, you have about 50 questions a day where people come in and go, what's this? What's that? Mm -hmm. How's this going? How are we doing that? Mm -hmm. And there are things you have to think of that you... You have to think for everyone. I agree. And that's why brilliant players don't always become brilliant managers right. because of what you have to deal with. Mm. Right. Ultimately, as a footballer, a lot of it can be instinctive. Right. It's just who you are. It's what you do. It's the way that you know how to play the game. Whereas mm -hmm. as a football manager, you have to have so many assets to your character. Yeah. Yeah. However, on that point, mm -hmm. but, but everybody here has a slight edge in their character. Mm -hmm. And it's served every single person around this table well. Mm -hmm. The slight spike... Slight, sl the slight moment where you go, hold up, what? what? Some more than others. Right? Is everything all right? Some more than <laughs> others, right? So with that, in, with that in mind, with that with that exact moment almost in mind, do we not all think that Lampard's reaction to Jurgen Klopp going, do you know what? I don't care who you are. I think that was good. Exactly. I, I like that. Exactly. I don't think there's a problem with it. Even Klopp that, said he liked it. Klopp yeah. was like, yeah, I get it. That he, was Klopp him sending a message it. to his players that maybe yeah. turn up to Anfield thinking oh, this is Jurgen Klopp and this is this great Liverpool mm. team, which, all fairness to them, they are. But I think he turned up and thought, uh, you were losing at that point, yeah, we, right? we, we, they, And I think he was probably fire. a little bit ticked off with the way that. the performance was. And he was probably thinking, look at these players, like, this is Liverpool. Won Wasn't one it title. a lazy like, foul? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were Chelsea, like... Yeah. As, as in, lead by example, like, you know, if, if you lot aren't going to show spirit, 
I am yeah. on behalf of you mm. and lead mm. by it. And I do rate that. There's just things in his interviews that aren't quite clicking yet for me. And I don't yeah. know how else to... I, I actually, of, of, if you were going to talk about his frailties, I would say that the way he conducts himself in interview... I actually quite like mm -hmm. because firstly and this is refreshing regardless oh. of whether you agree with what he's saying or not he's very honest mm -hmm. very candid he, he says things that perhaps other people wouldn't say that's what I'm saying one of my favourite one of my favourite Frank Lampard moments was uh, there was a, a radio thing going on one time he phoned up James Whale and he phoned up yeah. and he was like yeah you you fucking prick yeah. and he went at him totally and that was a moment where he was like this is you're talking about me my family whatever and he, he went in on the guy and he got my respect for that totally and I'm not saying I don't respect <laughs> oh, him as your a, phone's about to ring mate <laughs> I don't respect him as a I'm not saying I don't respect him as a bloke I'm just saying I think currently there's just so much he, when you have the level of investment he has, and you, you look at other managers who haven't, I feel like the pressure's really on this season for a strong finish. So that is true. Even if he doesn't, if he doesn't win the league, that's not a big deal. But if he doesn't come close and Chelsea fall away, I feel like I wonder. Ah, no, I, that's offside as well. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to be able to recover from it in, and go again in another season. In Lampard's defence, I think the. The scrutiny that managers are under these days, the amount of interviews that they're doing, the amount of... I think they're going to have slip-ups sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think the main thing is how they're, how they're addressing their players indoors. The thing for Lampard was he was always a first eleven player. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how does he deal with squad players and mm -hmm. stuff like that? Is it easy for him? But I think we look at these interviews so much that do they really have as big an impact? Like, do players really care what their okay. managers are saying sometimes? Because so, so they all know, we all know as fans... Iski's going to come here now and blow smoke up our uh, on, You know on, what I mean? Like, we know yeah. they're saying things for a certain reason. Now, you might have said he's a bit naive in being too honest in, in press, but th that's how some managers are. Do you know what I mean? I get that. That honesty can help you sometimes. Mm. But Fergie would lie a lot. Yeah. yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd play the tell you a little games. white lie. Or, yeah. But that you know, makes. But, but when you then know that, then you start to second-guess yourself. And that's smart on Fergie's part. On, on the flip side, he's so new to this. And, like... They're doing more interviews than ever before. That are we maybe being a little bit too harsh? Uh, there was a there was the a. No, I, I'm just interview. saying it, 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 I'm not a full believer in them yet, but I am impressed with the start of the season. I'm interested to know what happens when they have a struggle. But to bring on the debate a little bit more in regards to who we think is going to win the league after yesterday. Yes, I think Liverpool favourites, even despite how wide open it is, despite all the injuries that Liverpool mm. have. But if you had to ask us who's second. It would be Spurs. I was going to say Spurs. Yeah. One of my choices. I, I, I think <clears throat> the way they performed yesterday, and the, the problem is one performance doesn't define an entire league. We've seen Arsenal, for example, outperform Man United, look fantastic, and a very similar level of performance to what I've seen from Spurs against Man City, and then just flop the following week. But with Spurs... I have to say, I think they've been the best team this season that I've seen consistently in multiple games where I've enjoyed so many different aspects of their play. I feel like the best player in the league right now is Harry Kane. And when, you, when I look at Liverpool having those injuries, Chelsea, I feel like, have got so many new players in that it might take them one season to fully get where they're going. And Man City just... I, d I disregard them because they've lost two games and drawn three already, and that is just not championship winning material. When I look at Spurs, I think you guys have a few players coming into their prime, and you've got a manager who's won the league before, and he loves that underdog title. It, they would be my second choice right now. 
Yeah, I, and everything you said there is perfectly easy to validate. The, the problem is, everything that you've said, as true as it is today, could be proved false tomorrow. So everything that you're basing that on, mm. what Mourinho's bringing to the team, the way that he's approaching the game, the way that it's... How, how long will it last is the, is the question. Exactly, because you're only ever, you're only ever one result away from total implosion. Do you want Mourinho. an interesting stat? I do, always. So Jose's been in this job for a year, right? So after a year in the job at United, United had the same points as Spurs currently do. Mm. It was second there first. So, but and I mean, you, and what I'm saying is you like, finished second he had the ability season. to do this. You finished second that season. It was actually a good season Yeah, for you. and I think there's a lot of things in Jose that could implode. I think they've got a big chance this season. Like you said, Kane being in his peak. It's probably the best chance he's ever going to get. Son and all that. But also when you watch Spurs, there's still a lot of... Jose's issues in there that sometimes Kane and Son bail him out and that would be the issue if Kane or Son gets an injury and Kane does get that? an injury doesn't he yeah. Kane, yeah. Kane at some point this season <clears throat> picks up an injury yeah. history has taught us that well I, fair, I, I don't know like, um, I know he's had an injury last season but he did have consistently 30 goal seasons three years before that Scores, but he's also injured. He misses. Yeah, change. He I mean, still if, you're hitting, goals. if you're hitting 30 Premier League goals a season, three years in a row. But the point uh, is, how many points are they going to drop when he's out? Whether he hits the 30, maybe. fine. But, but it's how let, many points they drop when he's out. There was a, there was a, this is going back, but Spurs fans will remember there was a train of thought that at one point, and I'm not suggesting this would be true now, but that Spurs played better football when Kane was there because we weren't having to do the whole thing around him and all of that. Remember that? At one I do point. remember that. But it's not yeah, true. But I'm not saying it's yeah. true, but I'm just saying, look, yes. Now they've got Gareth Bale. Now they've got Lucas. They've got other options that maybe would work. On that. But sitting there going, Gar- Kane will get injured. I don't know. Right now, I'm just basing it off what I'm saying. What, how much do you think the Europa League will play into this, though? Because they, I, don't, I, they, be I don't think you can win the league and be in the... And that's another thing. Like, one, Jose being Jose. Two, I think something could happen in that dressing room with Bale. Because he doesn't strike me as someone that... He's ro- is there for the right reason. Mm. I don't know if he is. He, he's never rocked the boat as a player, though. I, I think he knows but, what he's Jose getting himself into. Take Gar- he, he, Gareth Bale knows what he's getting himself into going back there. Mm. He is not going back to Spurs to demand a first team football to be the big man on campus. I think he knows I'm going to see out my my rest of my football at a club I loved once. This he's won all his trophies. He, he he's there, that, but that's that's also, but that's a worry. You're, yeah. Effectively, yeah. he's yeah. going there. It's, he's going there for the wrong reasons. No, but so there's no ambition, there's no ambition in that, that, is there? I feel like you're clutching at straws. No, you, you, uh, all, exactly I'm, what... all I'm suggesting is he is at a different point in his career than a player who was 24 and demanding to play every week. When you've won back-to-back Champions Leagues three years in a row, you do, you can chill a little bit and be like, you know what it is, boss. When I'm fully fit, hopefully I get in the... it, it, his desperation is not what other players will be. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. So it's unam- so it's an unambitious move. I'm not no. saying no. Is, I'm saying. How can it not be? How no, can it not right. be an ambitious <laughs> move? Because Gareth Bale, the player that he is, the player that we know he can be, mm-hmm. if he really had that ambition and really had the bit between his teeth and Where wanted to and was hungry, he would have at least well, signed for a club in the Champions League. Right? Right? He was going to go China. But, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, clearly, his heart is with Spurs because he's went back right. there when he could have took them big money, which you hate more than anyone, Rory. And all I'm saying... <laughs> I've got your That's dog. true. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but and all, I'm, yeah. all I'm saying is, I, I think, yeah, if Gareth Bale is fully fit, 
He is going to be expecting to start. I'm not suggesting he wouldn't. I'm just saying you can be more understanding and less impatient and less annoyed when you've won what Bale has won and then come back to the club that made you. It's a little different. You know, I can only imagine if it had been Shearer and he'd come back to Newcastle and he'd been and won everything with Real Madrid or whatever. But the, the point I'm making is about Spurs. When I watch them pass teams off the park like they have at times this season, and then when they're outgunned by Man City and defend like their lives depend on it and beat Man City 2-0 in a weirdly convincing fashion. It was so... When, when the game got going, it was a classic Mourinho performance. Bodies on the line, tracking back like, you know, everything mean... Like, they were tracking back like they believed they could win the league. They, weren't, they were tracking back. You watch that... And compare that to a Jurgen Klopp level performance with Liverpool. There isn't any difference in terms of the motivation and, and in the those players. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. This might not last. The one thing they it might not last is the ability to be able to. Yes, Man City will go toe to toe for you and, and, and leave loads of space in behind. I feel like watch some of their games. They don't score enough goals. Also, they Tottenham beating City isn't anything goals. new. And, and, and if always Sun ain't running in behind, nobody's running in behind. Hmm. There's, get, there's, a, there's still Jose football there. Like, well, I will say. Um, you know, not to be a twat here, Adam, but you said they don't score enough goals. They're currently second in the league for yeah, goals scored. Behind who? But one behind Chelsea. Oh, but, right. but the regardless, they've scored <laughs> no, I mean, a lot in of some goals. games. Like if you, obviously, this, uh, probably half their goals came against us. Fair enough. But like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Go! Oh, yes. Oh, oh, it's one yes! in Liverpool. Who scored that? Johnny Evans. Might be a Johnny Evans. Good old Johnny Evans. <laughs> the ex-Man United boy. Don't mind God bless him. Do you want a bit Man United? I definitely put a curse on in there. I don't he want it back. Yeah. I just, yeah. just said that before the game. Johnny and I definitely Evans. get the Man United team still. Oh, Fair man. play. Fair play. Shit in hell. Corner comes in. Evans is trying. Oh, mate. What's he doing? So, Evans is concentrating <laughs> on Marnie. And he loses Marnie. Oh, no. And just heads it into the he back didn't, of his own net. He didn't net. even meet the ball. He almost no. just let the ball hit him. No, no. He looks the other way as well. He's got a 50 piece. Yeah. Yeah. They always tell you when you're a kid, don't close your eyes when you head the ball. The ball basically ends up just arriving at his head and he's like, I guess I better head it <laughs> yeah, now. No, you know what I mean? And the, the goal's going to hit me on the head. I, I do think the goalkeeper's not expecting though because he goes, well, this is Johnny Evans' head. Of course, this is going the other way. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, bang. You poor bastard. Yeah. Johnny Evans, of yeah. all people. I like Johnny Evans. He seems like a nice enough guy. See, this is, this is the thing about Liverpool. All the talk of injuries and all that, you look at this team that are currently on the pitch, they are just elite player yeah, after elite so player. It's a dangerous word. It's an elite. It's an no, no, it's not foul. going in. They're saying it fouled the goalkeeper. It's the manager, man. He's got that. But it's also it doesn't matter who, which eleven players he puts oh, out there. Like the, the, front, the front three is still to everybody. But else the front three is still Firmino, no, yeah, Firmino, Mane, Jota. Of course, they are still three. Can we just check the keeper here, lads? Because it looks like Schmeichel might be injured here. Did you see that whack on the head he got the other night? I don't know what happened here, but he's he's holding his rib cage. Is he holding his ribcage or is, oh, is the top of his... I thought it was the top of I, it, so I his thigh. I thought it was his ribs, but I might be wrong. I mm. think he's just you know, making sure that the goal doesn't stand. Either one of us doesn't uh, know where his uh, ribcage or his <laughs> legs <laughs> Crafty bastard. Yeah, smart. Yeah. Where's his ribcage? Dad's cage? taught him well. He is, yeah. he is adjusting his ribcage, though. Just let it put it back in place. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers is going to be a bit gutted there because actually Leicester had done... Uh, they hadn't warranted conceding a goal, in my opinion, so far. I there feel like a few they, openings where yeah. they could have Liverpool been, been on top, man, strongly. Yeah, I've got to admit, though, there were a few, yeah, like, like Adam said, there were a few times where you thought, mm, you know what, they've done the perfect ball well, over played. the top there, or they've done this. That Wait, was nice. Who's he? Fafana. I don't know what he's done to his hair, though. In behind? 
for Liverpool. Oh, oh, he's got a chance! Oh, oh surely! He's got a score. He's good him as well. Couldn't hit a barn's door. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely right. That should hit the back of the net. That was a great chance for, for Leicester. Did well there, he did does. He's good, isn't he? While we while we got a bit of a stop in the conversation there, uh, there are a few people who have subbed for the long term. Uh, Jay Gar, uh, you've subbed for three months. Top Camex subbed three months, and Ryan also subbed for three months. There's a lot of donation questions in there as well. Big love um, to everyone subscribing and uh, donating. Thanks everyone. There's also a few, there are quite a few people who have gifted five subs so far. Joel Morris, who was in the chat the other night, is back again. Wally's there. Uh, Cheers, mate. Bear. Thanks a lot. Uh, and chap, um, Brian, I'm going to save those donation questions for later on in the show because. Uh, I feel like there's like a better, there's pro, you know, in the second half when. Yeah, maybe we'll do them at the end. Yeah, that'll be fun. Second half when Liverpool have got four. <laughs> I'm just going to shout, shout out the second donation though, because there was someone who donated a lot of money yesterday and we just missed it because really? we're new to Twitch. Sorry about uh, that. They donated about $40 oh. and, we, and we just sort of went. I did that. Thanks for that. I did that. What Sorry, do you mean I did that? Somebody get somebody donated a hundred quid to me. Oh, and I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, I didn't, I didn't even know oh, right. it had happened. I've, I've, I mentioned that I was recording on. Oh, send them my, my way. They're giving I, it I, I won't miss I, know, super I chat. felt terrible because <laughs> I'm doing it on my thing, right. and, and I said, "Oh, you know, one day I'll buy a camera." So I dropped a hundred quid in. I didn't even didn't even know. Yeah, you Stay. could buy a camera with that hundred quid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> better be than one I got. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Amazing. To be fair, though, he donated he donated quite a lot of money yesterday. Um, and thank you very much. Safe. I do want to take uh, talk about actually. Do you know the one thing we haven't just briefly? Briefly. Um, Arsenal. Well, f f when we were on Arsenal, Ian Wright gave us a little comment on our video. Did he? he said we were moving to Twitch. By the way, what did he say? Just like um, nothing comes easy, um, you know, without hard work, boys. Well done. Yeah. Proud. Like that True. sort of. Yeah. Thing. I'm like. Even though we've had him on the podcast, I'm like, that's Ian Wright. That's Ian Wright's got his own podcast now. Still Ian talking Ian about you. Yeah. yeah. Ian Wright just dropped in to go, well Wait, done, lad. Do, do you know what I'm happens? Like, you hit one It's amazing, bro. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. You know, you know certain footballers? Ian Wright's a great example. Mm. David Beckham's another good example of this. People, because of the personality, because of the person they become, mm. people forget how good they were at football. <sighs> Ian Wright, yeah. I remember when he broke, broke Cliff Baston's record. Mm. It was amazing. Everybody said that, you know, nobody knew Thierry Henry was coming along. Mm -hmm. Everybody said that will never be broken. I'll never forget Goal it. after goal. He, he, re he goal revealed the, the, the shirt. Yeah, just done it. But, but he revealed it a goal too early and then he scored again. Did he? Yeah, yeah, did he get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I loved Ian. Even when I was like Shearer's biggest fanboy, I loved Ian Wright. Yeah, he's so much bad Ian Wright and he's and like a lab off the streets absolutely I like that Arsenal team like mm. you know that they, they had real characters real personality in that team you know the Merson Anders they Limpard, that, David Rocastle the blend of hard man technique and athletics they had everything, everything. Didn't they? well that's what Tony Adams in Tony Adams' book is called Addicted yeah, good, he talks about that he said we had he said if you wanted to play football against us that's cool we've got David Rocastle Anders Limpard and Paul Merson we're wicked at that. Do you know but if you want to have a fight with us, yeah. me and Boldy will knock <laughs> you out. So. You, you know what it is, right? Uh, Tony Adams was just talking about him. When I look back, at when I used to watch him like week in, week out, he might have been one of the best readers of the game in a defensive sense I've ever seen in my life. In terms of taking the ball off you with ease. And it was weird because he had this like odd build. He was kind of mm. a big gangly guy. Yeah, he's he wasn't huge. like mm. he wasn't like Saul Campbell, who looked like you just like yeah. rip your head off. Like but he would just put the foot out and he would just take the ball away from you. A bit like when you see uh, Bobby Moore do it. He's in a brilliant Classic player. England. Yeah. He's, an he's another one though. You know when, I think history has been quite cruel to his legacy, mm. Tony Adams. Because mm. when people talk about the best Premier League defenders ever, 
He doesn't really get the mention, oh, and he no. deserves to be in that conversation every time. time it's because well. he's, he went to prison, yeah. came out, won the league. You know, it's, it's also amazing. it's also because he's just before that generation when the Premier League kind of got a bit bit smart. Well, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. The, the full Englishers and the and the all nighters stopped, but the point is he still scored that goal against Everton. Agreed. Right? Exactly. Yeah. When he does that, yeah. and he does that moment, and he oh, breathes it in. It's kind of like Arsenal's Brian Robson, and he like the player that everybody of a certain era will always remember and you'll always talk about as being one of your club's greatest, but they maybe get overlooked because other players achieved more in Mm. terms of, but without their success, you don't get that success. Without Robbo's success, you don't get... Mate, I was a a kid and I was watching Tony Adams whack it in for that final goal. Left foot. And you just see him... Yeah. Like, yeah. take it in. In front of the North Bank at High Street yeah, as well. It's special. In. Yeah, like, play, players like that. But anyway, they shit now, Arsenal. That was kind of what yeah. I was going on. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> no, set no, Ben. But, Let's talk about the good old days. When, when Pepe got sent off and he's your 70 yeah. million flop, I'm yeah. just like, Mate, what are they doing? Shite. I wonder how much Lil would have charged if they sold the brain oh, as well. Mate. Like, I, mate, I feel sorry idiot. if Arteta, Arteta has taken over such a Kevin shit bunch of players. What they... You know, they've notoriously not spent well since, well, you know, before even Wenger left. But oh. but now I look at them, I think, you're going to have to really help Arteta out. Mate, you're gonna have to his give management, some... though, again, his management has been dreadful. And I, this is, again, something that people aren't talking about. I, I agree with... Can I just say one thing? I do think he doesn't have faith in those players for good reason. No goals from yeah. open play in over seven hours. But, but do, you, do, you know what, do you know what's amazing about that stat? I remember when we were talking about Arsenal a year ago, my worry with Arsenal was I always felt like they were beatable, but the thing I'd always say is they've got loads of goals in them. Because mm-hmm. you know when you looked at that front three last year and you'd go, Lacazette, Obama, Yang, Pepe, it's scary. You think, uh, th- you know, there's, there's a, there are frailties in midfield. I don't rate Guendouzi or whoever it was, but they've got goals in them, right? Mm-hmm. Now they haven't even got that. So that was part of it. But I, I, there was a comment here in the chat which literally just said, um, if, if you'd have predicted Arsenal's results before the season, actually the results they'd have and they've had and where they sit doesn't really come as a surprise considering this is the beginning of the Arteta rebuild, considering that, you know, I know he's had Pepe, but he's not really an Arteta I, I, I'll give in. I'll give but, Arteta credit though. Like I said, it's, it's, he hasn't got a good team, but in our heads, Arsenal, come on, you, they're still Arsenal, aren't they? What are we talking mm. about here? Come on, come on. <laughs> 200 million pound that front three cost, and we're talking about they haven't got a good team. They've just spent 50 million on <laughs> the, a Thomas Party. Yeah, but who would walk into most teams in the Premier League? Yeah, having why said we, that, though, why are we come giving on. him so, such leeway? Because having said that, because I think Lacazette, Lacazette was how many million, how many years ago now? And actually, we all know he's not worth that now. If they were to sell him now, think so about what? his transfer Marshall value was 50 now. 50 million, people still going to hold him to the account of the players that I, 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 I agree. I think do. people hold Man United more accountable than Arsenal. So that's a fair point. But that's what I'm trying to get to that. I'm just trying to say, Arteta gets away with murder. He gets away with murder. If Chelsea weren't scoring goals, everything's about our team. Lampard, Lampard, This much, this much, that much. And rightly so. But also, like, his Aubameyang signed his deal. He scored a penalty against United, obviously. But he scored one goal. It's Mm. it's true. Do you know with with Lampard, it feels very pressure, pressure, pressure. With... Arteta, that's everybody's like patient. But that's because the it's bar is project. The, the bar is very different. I must admit, Arsenal. right? I've Why? just realised Newcastle have scored more goals than Arsenal, and I'm not being wow. funny. But we're, we're above us. We're, oh, sorry, my we're shit. Yeah, sorry, I've actually fucked that up there. That's yeah, <laughs> that, that's when, terrible. When Newcastle, who are the most negative club in the land, 
I'll score more than you. In the but, you know, but you know what? You're not more negative. This is the other thing. No, we've Arsenal's got Callum Wilson, mate. That's Arsenal. the only difference. No, but Arsenal... Well, they've got Aubameyang. Mate, do you know what's mental? I think Callum Wilson might be better than Aubameyang right now. <laughs> in my head. <laughs> I don't know if that's rubbish. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. But in my head, I'm like, well, he scored yeah. way I don't more. Know if I'll go, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm going mad sitting here. I don't know if I'm going mad, but somehow I think that Callum Wilson's better than Aubameyang. I don't even know, but in my head, I'm like, I know this sounds mental, but listen... <laughs> Callum Wilson, I think, might be better than Obama. It depends how much stock you put in stats, doesn't it? But in my if you're into stats, then he is. He's scoring way more goals than him, yeah. well, I don't know how else to quantify it. How many has he scored, then? You don't see Wilson getting pushed to the flank. I think Wilson's yeah, got like... Yeah. I, think, I think Wilson's got like six or seven this season. Obama's yeah. got like one. So, so in, in effect, he's six times the player. <laughs> how much would they spend on Obama? Yeah. Well, in fact, we could do some more million. equations. There you go. 300 yeah. million. Wilson, he's yours, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> We've amazing. got a free kick here, about 20 yards out. Uh, what? Less than that? I thought oh, that was man. set for Milner. Oh, How's he gone with I his foot was Liverpool went closer, basically. <laughs> but no, look, Arsenal, really? I don't, I don't understand it, but it's another no. one. And, and the only thing I can give Arteta credit for, and it's huge, it's huge. I'm not belittling it. And the reason why he perhaps does deserve a little bit more time than, than Solskjaer or, or Lampard or whatever, he won an FA Cup. That's massive. But why does nobody put pressure on Arteta? Interestingly, Arsenal's recruitment, um, we've got cheers to Jack in the back, by the way, started a £41 million centre-back pairing of Socrates and uh, William uh, Saliba. Um, is that how you say it? Spine. Yeah, no, that's Sorry. good. Oh. I'd, I'd put the, I'd, I think I'd say Saliba, but whatever. Oh, Saliba. Um, Sorry, I it, they I'm started the um, again. Yeah. basically those two, £41 million <laughs> worth in the under-23s uh, recently, and neither are in the Premier League squad this season. Um, so, you know, wow. that, that alone is just... Wasteful. But, but yeah. that's, but, and, and I get what you're saying there. You're making a good point. The point for me is less about uh, Arteta. It's more about Arsenal overall. And the bar has become so low for Arsenal. I think the outside expectation of Arsenal has become so low that people don't believe there is pressure. I don't believe there's pressure on Arteta right now because... It's so, it's, it's Fugazi, it's Fugazi. But do you, know, you know what, Lawrence? No one knows, right, what the line should be. For what guy, no, no, Lawrence, no, genuinely. Can, can you any, stop saying that, Lawrence? If, if, it says it every fucking if, thing we do. If, any, if anyone at the beginning of the season had, had said, what do you, what's your expectation for Arsenal? The our expectation could have gone anywhere between top four and mid-table for a lot of people, right? Well, well right now... Mid table was is aspirational. I, I think that they're trying to. No, no. I think that they, you know, they won the FA Cup. They then won the Charity Shield, which, although is insignificant, still better to win it than lose it. They won two wow. trophies in the same month. Effectively. Therefore, I think that their fans were looking to build on winning an FA Let, Cup. Let's be real. Top six for a club of Arsenal size is minimum. 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 But I'm But re- realistically, hear. right now, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Great defender. No, of course it's not. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> but when you look at who is there, Southampton and Everton. That was a bold prediction, Brian. Yeah, great. Of course no, it's not. But, in re- <laughs> but Southampton and Everton, Southampton, look, they got home 9-0 not long ago. Do you know what I mean? How are they no, but there? City will, end How up are in they those, there? City will end up in those positions. City are going to end up higher up than Arsenal, aren't they? Well, I mean, you'd fucking think so, like, but... Look, Man United are 10th, mate. Yeah, but if anything's going We're in our game on. and title charge back on. <laughs> yeah. You say you're not got no pressure on Arteta, but what do you do if, you do, if, if he goes? Who's going to go there? Well, that's exactly the point. There is, there is, <laughs> genuinely, is the I, I think Arsenal would be the absolute poison yeah, right. chalice right now. If you're a manager and they don't give Arteta time 
and they get rid of him, you'd be crazy yeah. to go to Arsenal. Yeah. David Moyes. Is it not someone big? <laughs> if, if it were to happen, and I feel like it can now, I'm beginning to hear murmurings amongst Arsenal support, which you didn't hear you know, even, even a month ago. They're not made for shit football, bro, and that's no. what they're getting. No, no, no. They must be hard. Because even it's to say 1-0, though. No, but that, that, that was also, that's like the George Graham era. That was also a bit oh. of a myth. That, because that team that won 1-0... Was a good team. It was a good mate, when, it was a team. It's easier to accept 1-0 it's good it's good football when you're winning fucking titles or challenges. Yeah, 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 when right. you're 10th or 11th and you're used to... You know, Thierry Henry is still in the memory. Yeah. It, it's hard to take the shit football that they watch. It's terrible. Right this is the thing with Arteta. It's really... It's dross. Mm. They've actually gone from being one of the most watchable teams in the league to probably you know the most unwatchable. Do you know what's weird? Right. I, I get that Arteta obviously doesn't have faith in the players that they've got, but this is Arteta who was massively credited for the um, amazing seasons that Pep Guardiola had with Manchester City. And he's playing a completely different brand of football right now. It's, it, it, it's unrecognisable. So for everyone to credit him, I'm like, well, that doesn't, doesn't fit. It doesn't. This doesn't. You like Lawrence, like you say, mate. It doesn't. Steve McLaren. Doesn't work. Right, Steve so McLaren was whizzy, our assistant yeah. when we won the treble. Yeah, there yeah. you go. He's still a Wally with a Brolly, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but he yeah, was well, also great go. for Middlesbrough. I mean, there, <laughs> there's, there are other sides. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. So it's more that Arteta does seem to be a bit of a man manager, but it does seem that Pep was the tactical guy. And now it seems that Arteta useless. is. Yeah, but now that Pep has lost the guy who was managing the men. Doesn't seem he Re- does Realistically, it, it does make a little bit sense now because when I looked at Arsenal's performance at Man United, I was I was blown away. I thought the, the way they yeah. they fought for the ball, they outworked Man United. Just let us finish. <laughs> I can see you roll your eyes. But the point is, Thank you, at the time, no, you hear, hear what I'm right. At the time, I was like, wow. You guys really look like you're pulling together here. This is a really dogged, determined performance. And you, yourself, Rory, always say about how you love a challenge and you love a tackle. So afterwards, I was like, wow. But in reality, when your best performance of the season is a very debatable penalty and a, a game where you backs to the wall, uh, you know, and your arsenal... The more it goes on, the more I look back and think, mm, I got that wrong. You know, actually, there, a lot of the other games, it's backs to the wall, but you're not actually, you know, defending well, and you're actually not attacking well either. What is this? I thought they were appalling against Manchester United, really. Big result. No, they were good, mate. They were good. They weren't good. They worked hard. That can be good. You can qualify that as good if you want. I don't think they, <laughs> I don't think they did actually work that hard. I thought Manchester United were appalling that day. They were bad, yeah. I, I got criticised that day for saying, I don't think Arsenal score if they don't get a penalty. And it's fa- that's how they play. Like, it's yeah. easy people to in, get... People at... in glass houses, though, Ed. No, it's fair, it's fair, it's fair. That's, that's cool, but we're talking about yeah, Arsenal yeah. right now, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's easy to talk about Arsenal and it's easy to get players to work hard and do it against Manchester United. But when you're going up against... Hey, this was always their problem. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, yeah. go when you, Well, when you're going up against people who are not necessarily the glitzy or the glamorous game, mm. the game that is uh, like, well, how are you supposed to get motivated for Sheffield United away this And you're season? getting asked to work right. hard and track back and do this. And you're thinking, why am I tracking back McGoldrick? Like, yeah. it's, it's easier when it's Cavani and them. Like, and it, yeah. So I think... And it's partly why it's probably you see it, uh, inconsistency in performance with Manchester United as well. Against big oh. teams. Chance for Liverpool. We're better. It's money. Oh. 
Oh, greedy, well, also, greedy. He's also, fucking greedy. done sometimes, him, you know. Greedy. He's yeah. such a good player, but he can frustrate us something. To, to add to that, though, I think it, there was that comment from Grunduzi earlier on in the season where he said someone else, uh, I, I earn 10 times whatever you earn or whatever. Oh, yeah, Brighton, yeah. Brighton, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, and actually he earned less than him. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, that was the best bit about it. it, it I can buy and sell you 10 times yeah, over. That was yeah. pretty much what he was saying, though. That it's, was, it, isn't, isn't that... Like, to, to analyse him as a person. You know, if you go there in an argument, you're just scum, aren't you? Yeah. you are just Where is he worst. now, though, Dorsey? He's not, is he? Is that like Ren or somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> Did he get loaned out? Somewhere? Yeah, he yeah. got loaned you know, that, out. That's, that's a shame. I, 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 I must honest, admit, I right, I think, that was a mis- I, I think that was a mistake, right? Because when I watched him, if there was someone who was running their arse off and trying to, you know the Arteta philosophy now? That is what Dorsey is good at. Winning mm. the ball back, working hard. Like, you let go one of the best young prospects yeah. you have because he didn't have the right attitude. I understand that. But in my head, I'm like, you got to get your arm around this guy because you ain't blessed with talent right now. And that, to your argument, Rory, might be a sign of deficiency as him as a manager because Bobby Robson, uh, people who are, I'll, you know, if you're playing kick-off bingo, <laughs> there it is. you're welcome. <laughs> but when I, people who I grew up, Listening to Alex Ferguson, Bobby Robson, the grandfathers of the game, whenever they had a player with talent, yeah. they would get their arm around them. And whether they like had Craig to, Bellamy or if something. If you like had that. to intimidate. Fucking hell, that's the first name we went to. No, because there's a story about Bobby Robson basically <laughs> saying to Craig Bellamy, You're a fucking nobody. And actually levelling him. And, and whether you have to do that, whether you have to make him love you, whatever you have to make him do to get the best out of him, you find a way. You don't disregard players when your team is mm. performing the way Arsenal are and he is better than what you currently you know, have. I get your point. I also think Arsenal Arsenal somewhat suffer from being a metropolitan club, right? And Arsene Wenger... What do you mean by that? Just to be clear. I'm, I'm just going to qualify that Go now, basically. That. Arsene Wenger built a team and a metro... Metropolised them So he made them Into a, a big city club Into a London club Before They were a London club With London based guys It felt like a very Sort of it, English I always felt like right? Arsenal were Like kind of You look when You look at Crystal Palace And clubs like that They were like The next level of yeah. that They were like They had that London identity But they were class Yeah oh, fuck. Fuck. What a fucking goal Get Madison off. All he's doing is yes! poaching around in the middle of the fucking park. That is so good. Mate, Honestly. Jota's coming. What a What a signing. Does that remind you at all of uh, Ruben Nestor in the six-yard box there, mate? Jota, <laughs> oh, the, the, but that goal was a fantastic goal. Great yeah. cross and a great run as well. But you see that cross, and it's, it's something that's been frustrating with me. I, I'm a, everyone knows I'm a massive fan of Tony Marshall. I'm sorry to bring to United. Hmm. But you see Jota makes that pass a great pass. Yeah. Otherwise, that it looks run, like a bad pass. Do you that know what run I mean? is like, fantastic. You have, to, yeah. you have to make the pass. Like, but you, and but, he's got across the box but, and he's got there. To, be fair, to, to be fair, he's put it's it in the... It's a fantastic cross. That, that, that but it's a fantastic cross because he knows Jota's going to make yeah, a run. Yeah. The movement yeah. is great. And, yeah. and you have to have that relationship. Exactly. This is bullshit. I'll tell you. We had a chance to do in Liverpool. They've just gone fucking... Get Madison off. He's just poncing around. He keeps getting it away. Liverpool, Liverpool. Can Dave say Ponce? Right. We're allowed to say, we're allowed to say Ponce. Yeah. Uh, um, that's the first time he's found somebody. <laughs> I've got to admit, I didn't expect to see Liverpool at all 2 0 up, but it is the most dangerous scoreline in football. So, yeah. Oh, it's it's not as dangerous as 2 0 down. Le- Leicester, had, Leicester had a shot there. Le- Leicester had a shot there, and the keeper spilled it and nearly fell. To, uh, was that, was that Tillemans who had the shot? Yeah. There? The yes. thing is, with Tom Madison doing what he's doing, he's, he's cancelling out what Tillemans has been doing all season. He's, he's taking sure. his, his position away. Mm. 
Can I, do you want to get back to Arsenal or are you? Yeah, let's finish Arsenal off because I do think it is important. To... So my point is a bit of a wider point now. So basically, we there was then a peak era where. Wenger was bringing in guys who were from France and it felt a bit exotic they were coming to London. It felt a little bit like there was something special going on. You know, it was good to be part of the Premier League. It was becoming international. We had pl- lots of international players, guys where they were building a bit of a community and he was changing an identity he was of a bringing, club. He was bringing players who we'd never heard of before and all of a sudden it's like, who are all these world-class players you keep bringing here? Right. He knew things that other people didn't know. But, Alex Ferguson, real talk, was probably shitting himself a little bit. You know what I mean? Before he was like, okay, I got my hands on I suppose you made Alex up his game, didn't he? Yeah. He knew he had an equal in that sense, mm. I think, or someone who was going to be a problem. Because mm. Sir Alex, it, it, credit to him, he knew how to see whether someone was his equal in terms of you know, players. Mm. But opposite numbers, he was very good at knowing what their level was. And when Klopp went to Liverpool, he said, I've got a problem there. He knew he had a problem. Anyway, it doesn't really matter what I'm saying. <laughs> um, the point is, he metropolitanized the club and I, it made it quite a continental club, but in a bad way where it didn't become the place to go. It went, if you go to Arsenal, you can raise your expectations and possibly you'll get a good move somewhere else. Arsenal you, became the sort of stepping stone to a Barcelona right. because of players like Cesc Fabregas yeah. and Henri. Yeah, I get that. And, and not only that, but that's now amplified, I think, by the fact that you see people like Benzema, who Bro, were at Real Madrid. Aubameyang. And, the reason Aubameyang went to Arsenal wasn't to stay at Arsenal. Mm, and unfortunately mm. for him... That's what's happening because he can't get where he wants to fucking go. But That's I feel like a lot problem. of players, Aubameyang may be a perfect example of that. Although he could come out of this form, we may be speaking too soon, but he looks like the kind of player that's got comfortable. Oh, absolutely. And it's something that we've... Cr- like I, like as well. I've, I've kind of said something about fearing United will turn this way, but Arsenal looks like a club where if you do the bare minimum, i.e. get top four, right. just scrape, you know, There's just to keep the, keep the wolves off your back. Ball. You'll just live a good life. You'll have all the fans. Being in London. You. Being yeah. in London. That's, like, what, that's what you're yeah. saying. That's Lawson, what I'm saying. It's yeah. the cushy mm-hmm. lifestyle. And what ends up happening is you end up mid-table. There's a lot because of players at some point, now doing that. Yeah. Kolasinac and players like but that different resting kind, on their laurels. But there's different kinds of players that come to London as well. And I think you can class them almost by their club. Chelsea have done very well in signing players who are of a certain kind of player. Bastards, who, let's be honest. But bastards, and I but, like that. But also, really but also wankers who think they're a bit above everyone else. Yeah, right? but I like But I'm sorry, well. Chelsea's but, recruitment is always geared towards winning trophies. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm, not, saying that, I'm not saying that's wrong, right? Mm. But then there's the other side where Arsenal sign a lot of young prospects but these young prospects are probably also easy having their head turned they're on mm. Instagram a lot they're on social media they're very conscious of those kind of things and it's also very easy to be dragged the other way in London you can get dragged to all these top end places that Rory goes to a sexy I've once been in a club in London where there was a giant Mickey Mouse a gold Mickey Mouse but he had and I'm not even kidding a massive erection. Wow. So it was like... Because Mickey... he saw you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He went, oh, hey, girl. Right? It was... I'm not kidding. It, the, the ceiling's in here. It was as tall as that, right? But it's the... It's very trashy people, right? And there's a very different kind of person you get... You fall in with. It's the kind of person who has like a gold Did you Ferrari. stay long there? I did stay for quite a while because I had some of my friends there. But when I did end up leaving, I, I was happy when, to be when, gone. When we interviewed um, Troy Deeney, Lacazette's car was outside the hotel we were in. And it was like it was fucking. A, it was a gold metal. McLaren. Yeah, it was like a gold fucking Ferrari. They all McLaren. have that thing. I don't know what it's called. You know where they they put taste. that paper on it. Yeah, and they, it rap. was wrapped. Yeah. Wrapped. Yeah. That's yeah. it. But I mean, yeah. um, shout out to Yanomise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was mental. And well, I'm when, saying this when you're level. that level of twat, 
Mm. You've got Arsenal, I guess. But that's you know the thing. I mean? like it's you, getting to be like that. But if you look at certain <laughs> other teams, so if you look at the front line that Liverpool have signed, you look at Sadio Mane, you look at Mo Salah, and to some extent you look at Roberto Firmino and then their goalkeeper, all four religious family men. Two yeah. of them Muslim, two of them Christian, obviously. A few, not long after Anderson signed for Liverpool, he's being baptised in a pool with Roberto Firmino yeah, and his yeah. wife crying in the pool. Right? I'm not saying that these other guys aren't Gold religious. Gold Ferrari waiting outside. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. But, you, but, but, but that's very, that is different. Yeah, no, yeah you're it you're is right. very different. You're right. and it there's is. a different kind of personality now that will be attracted. <coughs> and I think Arteta Let's is... Let's be real. You don't go to Liverpool or a working class city with the same right. mentality as you do when you sign for Arsenal. Right. And if you rock around Liverpool in a gold Lamborghini, <laughs> no one, you'll no one find out you. what a twat you are. Yeah. Be, Mate, be very I, quick. I don't know, though. The culture up there can be that. Remember the Spice Boys and all that? Mate, a cream suit is one thing. Is having a laugh the Spice, yeah, Boys, yeah. the Spice Boys also worked because it was local lads who come yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, true. It was, if it's someone coming in from the outside and pretending uh, they've got money, yeah. they know I think, do you know, do you know the, uh, the crux of the, what Lawrence has like articulately debated there is the fact that being humble and a footballer is probably going to stand you in good stead. Mm-hmm. The fact that N'Golo Kante drives a smart car is probably a testament to quite how oh, good mini a mini now, isn't he? Is he a mini? He's, he's gone up in the world. He gets yeah. home and jumps in his gold plated Ferrari. He's falling in the corner and he goes, See you guys later. Yeah, and then got, he goes, Got a serious mansion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But the, the, the point with that is, I think Arteta is going through a similar phase to what Pochettino went through at Tottenham when he first went there, when he had a few guys who'd been sucked into that London life and were hanging around with people and they were called the Bomb Squad or whatever. They named themselves that. And. Why? Uh, uh, no one uh, knows. It, it sounds like some sort of group, doesn't it? Like a boy band or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There are much worse names that I've heard people mm-hmm. call themselves at football clubs. Um, I mean, uh, but, but he had to get rid of them. And that did take some time. And it took some time, a couple of transfer windows, for him to go, right, these are the characters I need, these are the characters yeah. I don't. And I'm just saying, uh, both Ollie and Lampard have had a lot of money and have also come into a better spine, I think, than our tech. Absolutely. And the point I was making earlier, and hopefully we can finish on this, is... <laughs> if, up, Lawrence. If, no, I'm just saying... They, if they've really bought in Arteta, then they need to give him time. Absolutely. And if if not, and if they do remove Arteta, the next man who comes in would have to be mental, basically, yeah. because you're taking on a monumental club with massive ambitions, with opinion delusions of grandeur. Mm-hmm. If I'm honest, because it's been years since Arsenal did anything of actual note. That's coming from a Newcastle fan. I'm aware of the hypocrisy, but still, Takes one to know one. We, at least we don't believe we're actually. You know what I mean? But the point is. <laughs> If you're a manager coming into that situation, you'd have to be mad, yeah. wouldn't you? You'd have to be mad. Where's Sam Allardyce nowadays? He'd probably be all right there. Unemployed. Wine, Unemployed. He'd probably enjoy it. Free, free, freelance and at TalkSport. He is in very good company. Ge- genuine, genuinely. <laughs> genuinely, though. He's the favourite for them to be the next Southampton manager. I, I, That's not a massive I do think, dog um, manager, sorry. I don't know. Who, you know. I wonder who would be next, but they've got to South give Arteta a crack. Southgate. South Oh God! Oh, is, is Southgate wouldn't get any Premier League managers. Yet. The worry is that Arsenal go get down, the worry is that Arsenal, but the worry is that Arsenal go down that route and Arsenal go down a Vieira, Henri, uh, Bergkamp, Perez, uh, Lundberg, someone like that route. <laughs> they had Lundberg, didn't they? And it all went wrong. Yeah, it's terribly wrong, didn't it? Yeah. Let me let me. But he wore Valentino's on the sideline. I get what you're saying. The, ju- the point is the jury is still out on Arteta. <laughs> yeah, and now, standing, standing there naked just with the Calvin Kleins on the touchline. Before before we. Before we continue, uh, guys, we're about to run some ads on the channel. Uh, if, you, if you don't want them, you just got to hit subscribe. Absolutely. 
that we're 120 away from 5K right now. So Come all on. people watching. And Let's 30, do this. And there's 30,000, 31,000 people watching right you now. You can do it. Yeah. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, <laughs> that? Remember that? Water boy. Yeah, that's you can do it. Cut yeah. his fucking head off. Uh, Stop doing that. Just subscribe. It, yeah. Just subscribe. And if you have Amazon Prime, it's free. Yeah. Um, oh, it's sick, isn't bear it? Bear in mind, it is cheap. And you're going to make sure that you get no ads for the rest of the month. And then we're going to be doing the Mike Tyson fight next weekend. We got Rory's Chelsea. Hey, I'm never drinking a kickoff more. For uh, uh, basically top spot in the Premier League, practically. So, I've I mean, never, it couldn't be dreaded to kick off more. Oh, it's going to be horrible, mate. Yeah. But it's going to be great. Right. Right. So You'll if you want to watch that ad free, you know what to do. Hit the wow, it's actually, it's actually going up pretty fast right now, guys. Come we're on. Pretty close to 5,000 We can do this. Yeah, we really can do this. Uh, anyway, those, uh, it's almost like the, the louder I shout, the more they subscribe. Come on, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> it's amazing. This oh, is real power, Lawrence. I'm going crazy with this. <laughs> well, the great thing I is... Can, I can make them subscribe with the, my mind alone. <laughs> it's got the Unagi. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a wise, subscribe. It's I didn't feel it. Do you know when Trump's uh, advice, uh, the church women, this is like... Subs have dropped up. Oh, sorry. Ah, it's a, you know, subscribe. Subscribe. So yeah. I can yeah. I can feel the power of subscribers. Yeah. I can feel the power. Do you remember what she yeah, did? Yeah, that? Yeah. Is that what's happening? Yeah. No. Well, it is. Is that I'm, me doing it with my head, or is that them doing it? To be fair, I've actually just I've actually just seen you just on the phone going. Sorry about that. <laughs> Next to the microphone. Sorry. His head's the today. It's worse. Yeah. Yeah, what about and his actual head? It made Callum Wilson better than Obama. Yeah? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the power. Callum Wilson <laughs> better than Obama. Yeah. I'm actually End gonna, quote. I think this was 2020. Thing, this was the thing I wanted to do beforehand. I kind of want to be the 5,000th subscriber. I've got a free. Have you not subscribed? Yet? I would have to pay for my own wages. Are you mental? What? <laughs> But you've got Amazon Prime. So you can have Amazon Prime. You can have Amazon It's amazing, isn't it? Lots of, lots of experts. Um, we're we're going to... 63, 64. Oh, it's still going, look. We're so close. This, this, this is way, really weird, isn't it? If there's it? a reason that you subscribe to watch us count, yeah. then uh, thanks yeah, a lot. This is content. Now, yeah. this is content. This You're is the new Sesame Street. Just is to be clear, it's half time. It's 2-0 to Liverpool. Um, Leicester is shit. I mean, it, they're, they're a very good team. It's just yeah. you're, you're against the best in the country, it looks, to be honest. Yeah, I agree, but, ah, oh, shit. You, you, we've been playing so well, and then, like, I think I just think Madison and Tillemans in the same team ain't helping here. Really, it's though. one of those, though, when you play a world-class side like role. Liverpool, it really doesn't matter how good you are for how long, that quality just fucking yeah. rips you to shreds. And, like... <sighs> Mate, as a Newcastle fan, I've seen that. So, I mean, it's just pretty much. Oh, I've missed it. You missed it? Did you do it? Yeah, I've done it, yeah. Oh, we've done it! 5,000! Yeah. Look at that! <laughs> Yay! How, are we, how are we reacted to 5K on the channel? No, oh, we missed it. New goal, 6,000. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, when I do that, you keep the. Yeah, yeah. let's rock. rock. Um, Thanks so a lot to everyone who subscribed. Uh, welcome back from the adverts. You've done really well to get here. Yeah, there my name. Big yeah. love. Appreciate you, everyone. Thanks very much. And also... Do you want to clack some? Um, we're not back from the ads yet, so... Are we not? It, oh, oh. by the way, uh, someone gifted 25 subs to get us there. Oh, so. God bless them. God we them boys did it, so... Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> we them boys. Well done, we them boys. Um, you did a good job. I do want to... 
are the ads are the ads ended last? I do. No, wanna... The ads haven't ended. So twenty seconds left. If you want to say anything, hey, just the sub. They haven't subscribed. Hey. It's just for the hardcores. Just you and us. We love you. Fuck, fuck those, those guys. pricks. Those cheap <laughs> fuck bastards. Those, those They'll fuck never we, hear this. Yeah, we fuck hate them. them. <laughs> All right. Fuck we them. hate them. All those people. And uh, to be fair, there are probably some people out there that we should treat nicely. Because to be fair, if you can't afford it and you see this, it's it's not your fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We hate those guys. And we're back from the ads. We were just having a good chat about the the game so far. We definitely don't hate anyone who hasn't. Great chat. No, no, really great chat. Absolutely. It's definitely not frowned upon in the Twitch community to say things like that. What, cheap? I never call them cheap. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's fine. This this wood's not cheap. Another phrase that Brian uses quite a lot. I do want to talk about Man City after yesterday, right? Because if I'm honest, the more I look at this, the more... The years go on with Pep Guardiola in charge of Man City. And at first it was like, wow, the football instantly got better under him. And then they had that amazing, the Centurion season. And even even when they beat Liverpool to the title, they were fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. But a lot of that instant success was done with... Pep having a lot of players who weren't bought by him and were ready-made and we knew how good they are. Yes, they're Premier League ready. They've been in the Premier League. They've won titles already. Now he's building his own team. And after yesterday and looking at the way results tailed off last season and looking at the way that things have been going this season, I've got no choice but to say, I think Pep Guardiola is making Manchester City worse now. And he's been given a new deal that's only two years. And I think that the owners are, are aware that that might be the case. They're hoping he can turn it around, but they don't have the faith in him to give him that five-year deal because they're like, if this doesn't go that way, then at least we can sack him and not have to pay him fucking God knows how many millions. And we, we, I, got, um, I got Jack, our producer, a big love to him, to actually lay out the team he inherited... And um, the, versus the, the you know versus the team that he's actually built, and also uh, the transition that they went through. And if you look at the starting eleven that he had, um, he had Joe Hart, Zabaleta, Company, Otamendi, Cliche. Uh, that was the defensive line. He had Fernandinho, Yaya Torre, De Bruyne, Silva. That's David Silva. Yep. Raheem Sterling and Aguero. It's brilliant. There's no way. After all the hundreds and hundreds of millions spent, and, and uh, you know, let's be honest, it's um, since then, it's seven hundred and thirty-five million pounds he spent since then. How much? Uh, seven hundred and thirty-five million pounds million since taking quid. over. Now the net spend is still four hundred and sixty-four million. So yes, he's made a little bit of money, but the point is, seven hundred and thirty-five million pounds has been put out the door on transfers since that moment. And there is no way I can honestly say, hand on heart, that the team we're looking at now is anywhere near Mm-mm. as good as what he took over. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, his greatest achievement, and I'm not trying to take away from that, but it was done with many players that he didn't sign. Mm-hmm. And his judgment as a manager is what I'm questioning here, yes. because <clears throat> at Barcelona. He was handed a world, the best team ever, arguably. At Bayern Munich, he was handed the European champions. And he, yes, he retained the Bundesliga, but do it, it's a bit like winning the Scottish League with Celtic. Whatever, mate. This is the first time that he's actually had to really go out there and build a team himself. Now that those players are either getting old, past their prime, retiring, moving on. And we're seeing him unquestionably struggling if not failing to do that. He's, they, Man City aren't where they were. If anything, they look like they're heading 
backwards under him now. And that result yesterday against Mourinho, where they were just outclassed, I just felt like afterwards, I, I wanted to see what it was that he inherited versus what we've got now. Because well, the, what, he, what he inherited, it's fair to say, was a, that could be the most classic Man City team ever. Hmm. The, the team that we all know when we think mm. of Man City. Am I wrong? <coughs> yeah, well, the, the, out of the players that Brian named from the originals, you could probably say that five of them, certainly four, probably five, are in the list of City's greatest ever players. Right. So that's who he inherited. Yeah. So he didn't bring them in. They're not his players. Can I just, can I just ask another question while you're on that, Rory? Mm. If we're talking about who are City's best players right now, I think you would argue... Aguero, Sterling, and De Bruyne would be those three. And he didn't buy any of them. Fernandinho. And Fernandinho. He didn't buy any of them. So what that means is, since taking over, there's not one player we can say who matches up or is better than the, the players he inherited. So he has made, made only Kyle Walker, you could right. argue, right? And he is not on the level of De Bruyne, Ma- Sterling, yeah. Aguero, it's, this, Fernandinho. It's, it's at best, you can say two. And I'm not going against your argument. I'm just saying so because people will comment. But, uh, but, it's uh, Kyle Walker and Edison. Do you know, do you know but, what? Okay, right. let's, let's play a game on the, off the back of that And the Edison that was point. a replacement well, you for can a, pipe down, mate. You the, spent more than them in that time. Off, what was the... Off the you, what, of, He's agreeing with me. Do you know what, though, Brian? Off the back of that, off the back of exactly what you just said there, and... I haven't thought about this at great length, but I can't now think of one player across his entire managerial career that Pep has made. Well, to be fair, at Barcelona, though, um, there was, there was, he made, he made someone like a Busquets or someone like that. And I think there are a few, there's an argument with Pep that what he did with that team was take them and perfect them. Fuck fuck Barcelona and fuck, I mean, because what we're seeing now, right? (laughs) What we're seeing, no, what we're seeing now is Manchester City being the real job of his career. We're seeing a team where it isn't, let's be honest, He's got more money than anyone else mm-hmm. at Manchester City. But what the point I'm making is this is the one where he actually has to rebuild. Is he, so, is he buying the players or is somebody going out looking for it? He, he, uh, let's be real here. I think he has a massive influence yeah. on who comes through the door. And, and when, regardless of, uh, you can't defend, people are going to try and get out of this and I'm not going to fucking mm-hmm. have it. Because when I look at the players he's bringing in, Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head thinking, is there anyone who I can honestly say has been a great signing by Pep Guardiola? I'm asking for one. I'm not asking for, like, mate, what, Ed, Edison? Ed, Edison and Carl Walker. No, but he was a, Edison was a replacement for the other goalkeeper that spent a world record. So, so, so just to be yeah, clear. So that was, so Pep Guardiola got a good signing as a replacement for the fuck up he first made. <laughs> yeah. Well done, mate. You yeah. know, and let's be honest, how many fullbacks has he fucking signed in this time? Uh, so, uh, yeah. fight, you, you got one right. Well done, Paul. And also, yeah. signing Carl Walker, the reason that you signed Carl Walker is because he was phenomenal in that Tottenham team that should have won the league and didn't. You didn't discover Carl Walker. No. That wasn't a manager. Bro, he wanted to leave. Carl Walker's no never brainer. been better than he was no at Carl, Carl Walker was Carl Walker and Danny Rose were two of the main reasons oh, that Tottenham man. really challenged for I, I, that league. I, 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 so men, really. 50 million. Yeah. Well, men, and then Mendy, all, the other, all the other chaps, you know, Yarmolenko and how many, how many are there? Yeah, I can't see Mendy doing anything anytime soon, let's put it that way. I, I think... Part of it, we don't want to get bogged down really in just one or two signings. I think Brian's broad fuck point me. is correct. I keep reading these and I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck? What the? Like, honestly, you can't discount. I, I said fuck it, but fair enough, right? Mm-hmm. Barcelona was fantastic, you, but you were, you were given the greatest fucking setup of all time. You were given the greatest player of all time. You were given the Champions League winners in Bayern Munich. You couldn't repeat it. And then with Man City, you were given 
a fantastic set of players. Mm-hmm. Um, You've made you them see, worse. You see, if he see, was at a bigger club, going down the, is what you're saying. You see, uh, if, you see if he no was job. at a bigger club, he would have been under more pressure and or gone by now. And the reason being, Man City feel lucky to have him. Mm-hmm. So they will bend over backwards to do whatever he wants. And I kind of feel like the only reason they're probably keeping a hold of him at the moment is in the hope Lionel Messi will sign for them in the summer. And the hope that, oh, Messi comes. Yeah, how Messi? Come no, on, I know, but on. I feel exactly. like that's what they're looking they're for. They're hoping Messi the, be the same. He has never proven yeah. that people used to, uh, I remember people talking about him over the last five, six years and comparing him to Fergie and, and Mourinho and all these. He's not a great manager. He is a great coach. There's a big difference. He can coach teams and that, that play and, lovely and that's football. I'm bringing into question. But when it comes yeah. to the man management, the signings, changing players, the recruitment. Cycles, yeah, this is what I'm on about. The that. recruitment. And as a man, and, and part, and part of coaching and management, having different systems, having a plan B. He, this year, it's sort of like opened my eyes of like, how have I... You, you've been exposed to that. Yeah. Yeah. In the world, Pep Guardiola's been exposed to his, yeah, his image. Get, but then let, let's build on that because I think you, you've hit on something there. I think he's also a bit of a perfectionist. And so he isn't the only <laughs> person. Well, you wouldn't know this. He needs to not sign John Stones but, then, doesn't he? But what that means is, he, he's not. He, so there's someone called, I think it's Cheeky Burstein or it's someone. Cheeky. And he is the guy who basically is responsible for going, it's spelt T E X I. I don't know cheeky. what you're on about. But he's the guy who's responsible. He's, <laughs> he's the guy who's responsible for going out there and making signings for. Uh, but it would, City. Be, it would be done with his but, approval, to, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Bro, but to, to, build Pep on, to build on that. Pep Guardiola doesn't sign oh, a two year extension. But if he and fucking having final Absolutely. if he thinks he's getting messy I'm pretty but, sure he's but, got final sale transfers I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from the response I'm just saying this yeah. for people commenting don't yeah. fucking tell me <laughs> he thinks he's getting messy and he isn't having say on John Stones and the rest of these fucking flops right yeah totally. and let's be honest Looking at the transfers he's made, he's got a 90% flop ratio as a manager. The motherfucker is a fucking fraud. Pep Guardiola, (laughs) in terms of the way people rate him, they talk about him as if he's up there. He has been handed the best. He has had football manager, unlimited transfer, best squads ever. And now's the time, and now's the time it's going a little bit longer where we're going, oh, actually, you're making them worse here. And, And I'm not saying he doesn't have skills, but we've massively overrated Pep. And now that he's, he's spending long enough to find that out, he's being found out. But the, that's the point with Pep. I think he is a perfectionist. And that goes again. The perfectionism will get you a 100-point season, but it will also get you a very sharp fall-off at some point. It gets you a 100-point season with a bunch of players that you didn't fucking sign. Right. And credit to Mancini, credit to Pellegrini. I never thought I'd say that. Credit I didn't, to Cheeky. I didn't, cheeky, I didn't cheeky. rate Pellegrini that highly, but ultimately the recruitment was way better. There's a before and after line and the, and, and the recruitment recruitment side is way worse since Pep Guardiola but, took over Man City. But what that does is it loses you dressing rooms. Because if you... 730 so, fucking million. Yeah, but that's not including wages. And you're getting worse. Yeah, and you're getting... Wages, yeah. How can you get worse and spend 700... If there's anyone out there who can make an argument to me about how Pep Guardiola has done a good job recruiting when he spent 730 million and clearly made them worse. Mm. And if, if you read mm. the team sheet out yesterday and compare it to what he inherited, there's no question it's worse. I'm it's not even a little bit. What he was, he it's, was way mm. it's way worse. It's way worse. Come on. 
fucking weird. And he hasn't always, oh. and he hasn't always managed to get the best out of players. You know this like coaxing performances and getting the best. It, that's not his thing either. No, he isn't. Like I said, it's, it's binary. So it goes down that route of if you can't do it, then you just can't do it, and I'm going to give up on it. And I think that leaks into the dressing room and leaks into players where players go, "This guy doesn't believe in me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zinchenko has had that experience where he's been played out of position. I think there are other players who've, who've come in and, and had like Cancelo. I think was signed as a. Right back playing his left back or the opposite way the around? The amount of right? fullbacks. Do you remember the other fellow, that Danilo? He yeah. was meant to be the man. He was a fortune. No, yeah. the, nothing. But that's the point. Those things where, like, you know, a lot of managers would go, all right, shit's getting difficult at the moment. Let's go back to basics. He'll go, all right, I'm going to play seven wingers or something. Yeah, like, yeah. he'll do the most stupid thing. Like he like, did against Leon. Yeah, like yeah, he did against Leon well, when he didn't play in midfield. Right. And, and, yeah, but yeah. these are all moves that consistently, right, consistently, Pep Body, <laughs> wow, that what was a great touch. Move. Oh, that Ooh. was actually good defending. Yeah. Consistently, Pep Guardiola in a big moment, like you, this is building on your point. I'm not going against you here. But in a big... <laughs> I just looked at Lawrence and he's like, shit. <laughs> the, the point is, right, in a big moment, consistently, Pep Guardiola has made decisions where people go, why are you doing that now? Like against Leon last year. Champions sure, League. Let's play three centre-backs. Hadn't played three centre-backs before that yeah. season. There's other, there's other little tactical changes. He overthinks things, right? And, and here's, he, he does overthink things. And here's the other part about that, right? People who then point that out, who are the people who see the king without the clothes, right? And then shouted down because people go, you just don't, don't, don't appreciate tactical nuance. You don't appreciate the genius you of Pep Guardiola. And that's what happened with Pep Guardiola oh. at Barcelona. Recruitment is a real him, thing, mate. If you question Pep Guardiola, there are people who are such acolytes of him that they just go... You don't know what you're talking about, mate. When he played three centre-backs, this is no, what he was do, doing. Do you know when what happens, this, this do you know, is what do you know he was know doing. What so but, but it's, wor it's worse than that. Do you know what I hate? The worst is that sneery football fan who will say to you when you discuss Pep Guardiola, especially if you adopt the stance that I think we're all pretty much having, which Brian has gone into overdrive on. If you do that, someone will say this to you, yeah, mate, the thing is, it's because you don't get it. You right. don't, you no, no, can't exactly. see yeah, it. Yeah. No, yeah. it. No, it is good. You just don't have the... People used to do this all the time about certain footballers. You know, like, yeah. like I don't know, Jorginho is a good, a good example. Right. With Jorginho, you go, oh, he's just not doing it for me. Yeah, yeah, he's a brilliant midfielder. Oh, you just great. can't that, see that, it. That was great. You're like, you... You know what I do see? I'll tell you what I do see. I see a Premier League title season last season from Manchester City where they needed binoculars to see Liverpool. That's what I do see. Mm. And I see Liverpool achieving that with way less money. Way, 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 way less money. Less but you're not making... <clears throat> but what I think we should be clear about here is because there are a lot of people who go, oh, you've just completely written Pep Guardiola off there. You aren't writing off all the small things that Pep's capable of. Oh, what you're saying is, broadly, when, if you looked at a graph right now, the actual results and the end product is getting worse. Absolutely. I'm saying, don't listen to me if you don't want to. If you hate what I... If you think I'm a biased <laughs> guy, I hate Man City, look at the election. numbers because the numbers don't lie. And right now, Manchester City, game for game, are achieving less points than they were behind when, us, baby. When, when, when Pep Guardiola <laughs> took over, they are now achieving less points than totally. they were before he took over. And right? do you know what he's got to do now? And he's got to reimagine himself and his squad and it's something he's never been able to do before in his whole history of, of management. Exactly. Look at what, you know when he was... A, when imagine he was a, the first time you've ever been under actual pressure as a manager being when you have unlimited ship. spend. He jumped uh, ship um, when no, he's um, Imagine though, um, this is, we were talking about Brendan Rodgers earlier, right? Imagine the first time you've really felt 
Like, you've got a challenge, and yet you have an unlimited budget. This is a challenge? Right. Yeah. You've got it easier than 99% of motherfucking managers He's mentally weak And this is a well. challenge? Yeah, he's mentally weak. He can't get challenged. Up. He can't take a challenge. Like, when you see Jose rattled the hell Mate, out of him. he's so like, mentally weak. If you look at when he was dealing with he Zlatan, he couldn't deal with Zlatan. And sometimes in teams, Zlatan was a he focuses though. on... Mm. Now, but Zlatan was also an elite player. And there's some players like... There's Latins in this world Couldn't deal with that Samuel will bail you out when your team's not performing. Right. And he focuses on, which is great, focuses on the team. I suppose clubs like that. But as that's well. an ego but issue. Sometimes if you don't do it my way, get the fuck out. You and smart managers know if you got a player with Zlatan's ability, you want him on your side. He doesn't side. have a Cantona in his team because right. he can't deal with that personality that's not necessarily adhering to everything he says. So also, if a player tries to do something off the cuff, and guess it's what? Going against what have we what lost in the Manchester City team? That. Characters, company, mm. Yaya Torre, you know, players, players who stood up and dragged them to title after title after title. When you have, well, you need Roy Keynes, you need mm, people totally. who, you know, are going to mourn if they don't get a birthday kick like Yaya Torre did. It doesn't fucking matter. Get him a fucking he's birthday kick. He's wicked. a wicked footballer. Just give him a birthday I'm not saying he's a terrible coach or whatever, but I'm saying he's, a great he's been massively overrated, and we're seeing the reality of that right now. And you know what? To pick up on Adam's point, which is very relevant, the point about him being mentally fragile, this is when he needs to be mentally strong. This is when it's going to mm. hit home. You know when Chelsea knocked them out of Europe when we shouldn't have done, when Torres went round Valdez? <laughs> yeah. You know, he took a year off. We sent him into sabbatical. <laughs> we sent him into sabbatical. To be fair, though. Oh, and, and what does that do, even mean, just though? To get, you know what I mean? Sabbatical. He's like, You're I'm a football working, manager, bro. I'm not working for a year. I'm too, I'm too upset oh, because of Ramirez. Rattled. To give the flip side of that coin, though, I, uh, whilst we're saying he is mentally weak, this is a guy who's just lost a very significant figure in his life, lost one of his parents, and... Um, lost some people close to him. But, uh, and I think all that I'm shows saying, the other side I'm of that. I'm not being insensitive to that. That's re irrelevant to this conversation because the recruitment is something that's happened over the last four years and I'm grading him mm. on what has been going on. And when I look at the team he inherited and I sit there and I go, would one player that you've signed in the £730 million that you've spent get into the team that you inherited? No. Maybe one or two. <laughs> Bro, you ain't making oh, City better. Fuck. Man, uh, Liverpool are through. Oh, it's a good save. Oh, oh, it, it wasn't a good save. It wasn't a good save. No, the ball went straight have out. You, have you ever heard Samuel Eto speaking about Guardiola? No. Yeah, Thierry Henry is similar. Really? 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 Like, what, what's the crap? Eto, well, it makes what you said a eulogy. Really? Yeah, what, it, makes you, it makes as if what, everything you've said is, is like lionising him. Eto is just like, this bloke's a joke. Absolute clown. He not so interested. with him. <laughs> not interested. Uh, compared him to Mourinho. Remember Eto went to uh, Inter, won the treble at Inter. Mm. And he's just like, anyone that has the audacity to compare Guardiola to Mourinho, get out. Was it, was it um, mm. Mourinho walks in and turns on the light, Guardiola turns them off or something like yeah, that? So, yeah. so, <laughs> some sort of saying. Was that what Zlatan said? Was what? It, is, is one of those players said it. There's so many of them that have that. And I think... Look, you, Mourinho is someone that demands extra work out of players as well. So it's not almost like these players got it easy with Mourinho and they didn't get it easy with, with Guardiola. I don't think he knows how to treat humans. Right. He the, almost thinks the, they're robots. And maybe look, if he hard. needs a sabbatical after, him, after a season with himself, Imagine the, the, there's a lot of comparison two or three or four yeah. seasons. There's a lot of comparison between Mourinho and Pep because obviously they went head for head, head for years. But Pep had Mourinho massively outgunned. Um, but the one thing that we Rory made a point recently on the kickoff about when you look at the circumstances of which they both had success, 
Mourinho doing it with Inter Milan and Porto versus the greatest football team ever given to a manager in history in that Barcelona side. It, context is a lot. You know it's what I mean? Trophies are one teams. thing. You can count the trophies and say Pep has more and that doesn't, you know, he's, he's done well, but it, Mourinho has done it in worse circumstances. It's, I think that's fair. It's also what a lot of people are co- sort of going against at the moment in football, which he does seem to sign a lot of people who look like academy prospects or people who've come out of a bit of a machine. So when you look at all of his signings, they're all a very similar physical build. They're all a very similar yeah. kind of player, very si- similar kind of mentality. There's not much diversity, it seems, in that set of people. They all fit a certain profile. I worry that he is signing these guys but it's because he's wedded to a philosophy that people are beginning to move on from now in football. And actually the athleticism that a Klopp side, the, the, the intensity that a Klopp side plays with, uh, and there are lots of other ways of playing football now. The diversity in football is moving on from where he is. And at the moment, I don't... That, oh my fucking God. Hell, Firmino that? can't score a fucking I, I disagree. I, I personally feel, and, and you know, I feel like Pep's tactics are, are still relevant when you have amazing footballers. Right. And I think the personnel is the issue where he's Prime, fallen short now. But that's part of the point is, when you're looking at the hurdles of the Champions League, mm. it's all well and good playing all this pretty football. When you need players who are going to dig in and you've signed a guy that just fits your profile mm-hmm. instead of someone who's got a personality how, like you're saying, how then you, you don't have those players who are going to dig in at that point. And how can we praise someone tactically if their tactics are to never change. Right. Yeah, absolutely. If you have an inability to change, I think Jose Mourinho, I know I've criticised him a lot and I've, Called him finish. He he's still has more ability to change. Yeah, he's, a prag- he's, a prag- he's a pragmatist. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a, a complete he could change pragmatist. more. I, I Guardiola never change. I get why people have praised Pep in the past because he had different ideas, principle, and than 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 other managers. So this idea of using fullbacks in a completely different way, he tried things that other managers maybe wouldn't have thought of. But was I it, get that. But, but was it Gary Neville used to overlap? Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like, he, 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 he I remember the first a wheel. Yeah, like, he's he's done things that football. Like he had the six passing, seconds of fury and stuff, which the, was great. out from the keeper. I think yeah, that's yeah, a Guardiola that's, thing. That's came into into it a lot. Uh, more. I'm not going to take away from. But the, there are the, other managers that yeah. do that. Do I'm, you know I'm I mean? not trying to take away from the obvious facts that Guardiola has had massive influence in the way people play the game. I'm just saying that if you grade him as a manager, he massively fails at. I think that's Cruyff, you know. Yeah, maybe. Well, what's Man City's youth academy like? Because like most Great. clubs are bringing them through. Well, that's a really good point, actually, Dave. I think a lot of when a few years ago when we were talking about City, a lot of people were going, "Well, the academy is really fantastic." They pointed at Foden, a couple of other names, but Foden's only what's that? Sancho an academy pro- a product yeah. technically they so, got rich. so they yeah. brought through Sancho <laughs> and then let him go yeah mm-hmm. which is fucking stupid he doesn't leave if Pep's not there he, sorry if he leaves because of Pep being there as well ironically almost a thing um, and, and, and obviously we rate Foden on the show but um, they did sell him he, because of Pep it, by the way. In, in, the, in the biggest game of Man City season he doesn't get in and a guy who was serially underperforming in the last 12 months in Bernardo Silva is picked ahead of him mm. so you've got to put your money where your mouth is and go for, if the academy's so great and Foden's so great why the fuck aren't you playing him pal yeah. he's, he's, not, not, he's not interested in the academy either Guardiola oh, he's, interested he's in not trophies, interested in the, gu- want, in the academy this is bro, about him that would help him young players yeah, are like young sponges players, they'll yeah. pick up whatever you tell them to do try and tell 30 year old man to do no, something but, new but, is like but when you play, you, you, I agree with you to an extent. But when you play youngsters, what you are, you're buying into the project. There's mistakes. There's no immediate 
you have to yeah, look. Chelsea, you. look Chelsea, Chelsea you. last year, we played Billy Gilmore in a couple of games, and he, he, he's brilliant. I love him. He's going to be great. But he did cost us oh, points. Bro. We're talking about a manager that has at times played five subs on the bench because they had no other players, has, has refused to use Phil Folden at times. Yeah. These are players that are ready. So uh, if you can't do that with a, a supreme talent like Phil Folden and implement into him into the team, which then, you know, it helps that transition. I agree. When you've got younger players replacing these, these leggier players. But the problem is, when, with the youngsters, the, what happened with Manchester United was the anomaly. You don't expect that. And, and Guardiola, There's no room for if, error anymore. Exactly. I get that. If yeah. Guardiola's looking at his bench and thinks, I, have, I, could, I could give... Uh, he didn't start Delap, holding young Delap. I could give the, the young Delap a run out or I could rush Aguero back. The long-term project is to get the lap playing. But obviously, you just think, oh, I'm going to play Aguero. He's wicked. Oh, it's, the, it's, it's the easy no, win. No, I hear you. I hear you. I just think in the long run, that helps you as a manager, doesn't it? If you've got these younger players. But I don't think more... he's thinking of the long term. He, he isn't. He likes, of every he likes game. everyone to think he is. It's bullshit. Yeah. Because when it comes time to fucking put the, you know, his actual money where his mouth is, he doesn't play How forward. Do you, do you think he's improved any players? Though? That's what I asked earlier. I, 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 think, he's think, imp- I, I, I oh, think he's improved Raheem Sterling. I think, um, you know. Raheem he was Sterling, the reason why Raheem Sterling with, went to City is because he was amazing at Liverpool. But, the, the, but I've got to give credit. I'm, I'm not trying to not give credit where it's, Due and, and it might not be because of Pep, it might be because of Raheem Sterling's hard work, but Raheem Sterling himself has credited Pep. So I got to take his word for it. I suppose in and, terms of. And a lot of people say he helped Messi and, and, and other people in the past. Although, let's be real, Messi's an alien and would have been that player regardless. But I think he has helped some players, but it's, 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 his coaching isn't my fucking. Beef yet. It's yeah. his recruitment is shocking. He lets Sane go. Think his attitude Mate, as well. Sane, Sane for get me. Up, fuck, get oh, transfer Leicester. He got oh. to score this. Sorry. Oh. Sane for me is as talented. <laughs> I think Sane is more talented than Raheem Sterling, than, you know, other than Kevin De Bruyne and, and Aguero, anybody at Manchester City. When you're allowing a player of that ability to go out the door, mm. what the and you're bringing in waves upon waves of shit. <laughs> I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna fucking have it. You're not. Waves people call him waves of shit. Pep, Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola, greatest manager in the world. When he spent 730 yeah. million, and I'm struggling to think of who he's bought that's better than what yeah. he had. Mm. I don't think there's anybody here who can argue with it. Anybody argue with it? Leroy Sarney, you let go. Brian argued himself. Name one player who is as good or better than Leroy Sarney who he's let go out the fucking door. There isn't one. It doesn't exist, man. This is... So I I just... (laughs) I had to talk about this today. It's pissed me off. So you're not a fan of Pep, then? (laughs) No, it is, though. As a coach, I see see things he's given to players, and I get it. And clearly, there's some coaching ability there, but as a recruitment, well, he's fucking finished. Well, anyway, the, the uh, chat kind of agrees with you because there was a vote, in, not by much, but it was uh, 51% of people said yes, Pep has flopped at Man City. He hasn't, that's not what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying he's flopped. Clearly, there's yeah. been achievement. I'm saying, has he made Manchester City's first 11 better or worse? It's clear as day, it's worse, in yeah, my I opinion. I'd argue he has flopped. We need league titles and that before he came. He came to, yeah. to, to add the cherry on the top I, of the cake. I, I, I'd, that I'd agree with you, but it's very difficult. I would say he's flopped, but, and I agree with Adam, but I think ultimately Adam and I look wrong yeah, because yeah, he won yeah, the listen, league 50% of the time. If you're talking about the Centurion, the 100 points, I get it. In two years' time, I have a feeling 
that percentage will be different. Yeah. I think when we've seen him struggle longer and things get worse and mm -hmm. potentially he gets sacked, then we'll see his fault. And when he steps but it's hard to say it now. When he steps next to Klopp, he looks inferior. Mate, yeah. Klopp, and that's a big problem Klopp, for him. At Klopp the is the man compared to Pep. Oh, and I ain't no saying that. Yeah. Um, I don't think City have that fear factor anymore either, do they? Like no, you know, you know, ever. yesterday, and this isn't this isn't a dig at Tottenham whatsoever, but it is. City <laughs> beating Tottenham, uh, sorry, Tottenham beating City, it doesn't have the prestige mm. and it isn't the significance that it once had. I suppose it ain't when Leicester's been up there and beaten 5-2. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. You're right. Teams, I love teams it. get points against City now. It's the, this, the century is a long clear, time ago. This is not an anti-City thing. It is. It is. No. For oh, me it, personally, I could give table. two shits about Man United, Liverpool, Man City, any of you fucking pricks, because you're all not Newcastle. This is about <laughs> Pep Guardiola and people telling me he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. That's mm -hmm. all this is about. I get that. Come on. I get that. Come on. Talking about that, um, I mean, we, we should first of all reference the game where Liverpool are still 2-0 up. Second half, Liverpool are absolutely dominated. Bit, 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 of of bit of a scramble there, though. Did you see? Yeah. Yeah. Leicester nicked that. Well, well the, the reason there was a scramble was because Jamie Vardy was very clearly offside. That was it. That. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then, I mean, speaking of... Uh, Overrated, or maybe not overrated, Brian. Paul Pogba at Manchester United. Oh, God, <laughs> I'm, not I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Oh, nip and get, I'm not buying just for that. I'm, Do you know what it is, right? Nip and get a drink Do you know what it is? Can I just say, <laughs> right? When when you mentioned Paul Pogba and Adam McCullough doesn't blink, you know you fucked up. <laughs> that, that reaction. I don't bite. I love it. He's like, I ain't gonna even breathe. Do you right remember now. different strokes when he used to go? What are you talking about? That was yeah, that one, I, I fucking what love it. You talking about Willis? I one. love it. Um, no, actually, I want to. I want to ask you about uh, what you think about Pogba's interview when he was away with Franz. I, I, I found the he reaction said, to that to be over the top. He said it was a breath of fresh air and how uh, they saw it together, it. and that it's not like that in Manchester. He didn't United. say that. Though. Oh, that he implied it. Fabrizio done himself in by quoting yeah. that. I do if feel you, like he look implied it, that. He was asked about France and he, he spoke about France. Now, I don't expect it to be happy days at United. We were sitting 16th in the league at that point. Mm -hmm. So I feel when it's Pogba, people like to go over the top. Now, what I will talk about is how good he's been on the football pitch. I think this season he's been awful. He's probably going through the worst time he's had in his career. And I think we need to get more out of him. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely fine. But I'm also one of these people that think at times people go over the top with Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba's first season for Manchester United, he was very, very good. He was one of the best midfielders in the, in the league. He was our best player. Mm -hmm. Set up chance after chance for Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Scored in a European final. We won two trophies. And at that point, I remember at Stockholm looking at him and Jose celebrating on the pitch and thinking, these two are going to do something together. Mm -hmm. The following season, he didn't have a great season. Season after that, he was our player of the year. Luke Shaw got it because he managed to stay fit for a season. But Paul Pogba was our player of the year. He was in a team of the year. He had was he player 17 of the year? goals. He had double figures assists. Okay. He was very good. Do you know Fair. what I mean? Since then, he's been inconsistent. So, last, so are you saying United. last season and this season, you feel like he ain't been as, as good enough? Last season, before the lockdown, he played five games through injury. Okay. So, and then after the lockdown... He was hard. Do you think decent. it was injury or was it just? Oh, no, he was. He, he was injured. Yeah. He, he, he had a. So, so we we sat around this table uh, yesterday during the City, uh, Spurs game, 
and it felt like everyone was like, you know what it is, and and, and this ain't been an anti-Pogba mm. show. We've all been like, we all, Pro-Pog. we all, nah, I hear what, I hear we, what you're we all Pogba. know how good he can be, but there comes a point where you start saying, oh, this guy's world class, yeah. and then you you the ch- that changes too. This guy's world class on his day, mm. and then eventually, yesterday, I think we all just basically went, you know what it is, when you look at true world class players, like. Kevin De Bruyne or even I would say even Bruno Fernandes but why do you bring Kevin De, Kevin De Bruyne has been doing fuck all no but I'm, I'm talking about in, in terms of since right since Pogba came to the Premier League Kevin De Bruyne has massively outperformed him in a way that is not even close and that is true world class ability in my opinion I'm not saying Pogba's been terrible in that no, fight no no I hear you yeah, yeah. And, and, and since Bruno Fernandes came to Man United there's been a clear number one guy and he's massively outperformed Pogba so much so that I feel like because of your slow centre backs Solskjaer feels like he's had a decision to make out of Pogba and Bruno, who do I go with? Because I need someone to protect these shit centre-backs. I think it's Pogba or Fred or Pogba or McTominay. He plays an extra one of them. What, but yeah. clearly, Pogba has been dropped numerous times this season and he doesn't believe or fancy him to the way that you would expect so for a £90 million player or whatever the fuck. And fuck price tags. Pogba, we've seen how good he can be. And the... People are running out of time for him. I'm run, I, I, I believed in him, and I think a lot of people are on the table. And I'm getting to a point now going, it's been so long since you put a run of games together where I can say constant quality. The way Bruno Fernandes has, the, um, you know, in the last year, the way Kevin De Bruyne has for the last three or four years, and you're looking at him going, you're just losing me now, bro. I, I think a lot, of, a lot of people overlook the good things he has done. So when they talk about Paul Pogba, they'll over-exaggerate and say, He's been shit for five years, when actually he hasn't been. And then people that love him will say he's been, you know, it's not his fault and that. They'll make a lot of excuses for him. Okay. The truth lies somewhere in the middle. Paul Pogba is not the problem at Manchester United. I'm not saying but, that. No, but, no, no, I know you're not. But so when we, let we me finish what I'm going to say. Game, let, me, let me finish what I'm going to say. Paul Pogba hasn't performed to a level that we would have wanted consistently mm-hmm. from Paul Pogba. Mm. And I think what you're seeing at the moment is we're trying to find balance in our team and when you play Paul Pogba and we play two deep line midfield, he's not press resistant. He'll lose the ball on the edge of his box. It doesn't look great for United. So we're playing two holding midfielders. He's not going to fit in there. And I think Oli's done that to protect the defence because the defence didn't start. That's what badly. I said, yeah. Now, you don't leave out your best players usually. Pogba being left out is because he's not being good enough. Exactly. In the last two, three months of this season. Now, I think a lot of that could be down to no pre-season, COVID, all these kind of stuff. But then you're making injuries for, sorry, excuses for him. And over the last couple of years, there's always been, oh, but what about, but what about? And I think people just grow tired of it. It's like, yeah. it's always him. But then there's also things like, that don't help. You, you've just brought up his quotes on international. He literally said he enjoys playing for, he, the quotes that he said weren't half as bad as, mm. you know what I mean? And it's like, One people of the main overreact for me. to it because it's Paul Pogba. Well, you so you picked me up. But you in terms me. of his performances, he's not been good enough. One of the like, main things that was said to defend Paul Pogba for a long, long time was the reason he isn't delivering or the reason he isn't good enough is because of the players around him. Bruno Fernandes has fucked that argument royally because he turned up and was amazing. But Bruno, Bruno, 
Bruno yesterday, for example, lost the ball 19 times. No, the, the, no, 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 so let me just finish what I'm saying. He scored the winner. Mm-hmm. We'll remember that. If Paul Pogba scores a penalty and loses the ball 19 times, people will remember that. He first missed the penalty yeah. and the 19 times he gave the ball away. Okay. There's a, they're, how, they're how to a different level of standard. Uh, uh, because no, I, disagree, of, I disagree. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put my opinion forward. Here's what I think. Since Bruno Fernandes turned up at Manchester United, he has been better than Pogba has at any point in his career at Manchester United. And not even a little bit, a lot better. I'd, I'd and agree cons- with that. Way more consistent. And his, he is the guy. And, and I look at Pogba and I think, you were supposed to be the guy. And then this, this little guy out of nowhere comes and he's carrying the team. He is everything mm. to Manchester United. I'm blown. And yes, he's going to have bad games. And he's had some bad games this season. I've seen them. And I haven't gone, your shit because you had one bad game. But with Pogba, we cover all the big Manchester United games. And it's been so rare in the last three years that I can honestly What I want to see more from Pogba goal, You've been amazing. That taking of responsibility. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I completely, and I think that's a great way of putting it. I think that's what he doesn't do. I think he, I, I still will argue a lot of the time, 70% of the time, he's been quite good for United. That 30% of the times, it's been stinkers, mm. and that's what people remember. His level is either eight or nine or four or three yeah. out of ten. Do you get me? Yeah. He needs to take more responsibility, and sometimes I don't know whether it's because of the people around him, whether it's just his, his the way he is, or way. Or maybe because he's not used to it, because at France you've got, you know, Kante who's going to do the, the, the hard yards for you. And, and at Juve, he had a very experienced team around him. But he needs to take more responsibility. There always seems to be, oh, but, but this, but that, but this, but that. Mm-hmm. He needs to take, and if you look at Bruno Fernandes, I think the reason we allow him to have those mistakes, and like yesterday, he gives that penalty away, which was eventually overturned. He shouldn't be given that away. He did that because he was angry and mm-hmm. frustrated. Mm-hmm. But when you see someone that's sharing your feelings, you kind of let them off with it. Yeah. And that's the thing that we maybe all hope to see from Paul Pogba was someone that would drag people together and lift them. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a Van Dyke has done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we, he's, not, he's either ha, not have, that guy or he hasn't done Have it. you ever considered, uh, I'm not saying that this is the truth, but I just want to know what you think. When we've seen him for Juventus in the Champions League final and getting there... Did people like Arturo Vidal carry him? You know, no. what, what, because Vidal that season was immense. He was a monster of a player. That was like that was Roy Keane levels. That I'm talking like mm. he was unbelievable. And I actually, you know, because Pogba was the more flair player. He was the sexier. You know, you know, he had everything. About he him. had a functioning team around but, him. But, so, but Vidal was a beast. We've never had that. And when we actually had a functioning midfield of Matic, Pogba, Herrera, guess what? Pogba looked like our best player. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not going to do that. He's not Roy Keane. Mm-hmm. He's not Brian Robson. But the, he he's wasn't not bought, he, he He's was, not that type of figure, He was bought to be the star man who would, who would do what Bruno Fernandes is doing now. Basically. And that's what, it, that's what it is. Maybe he's just not that kind of so person. But that's what Gatorade. you need him to do. I like him. I think if United... I don't think he's the problem at United. Mm. So I think if we actually bought the players that we needed to improve our team on, less people are talking about Pogba because mm. our team's better and ergo Pogba's better. So you know if I mean? Kante comes in and he's protecting the defence and Pogba has a bit more... If we bought... Pog- like The reason we need to play Fred and McTominay is because they can't do it on their own. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So if you buy a Thomas party who just sits there and you don't have to have someone sat there 
but then you're making excuses for something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not trying to make excuses it. for him, but I'm just saying, as for Pogba, I want him to stay because I believe a I've successful a question, Man United man. can have Paul Pogba in it. But if you offer me Jack Grealish tomorrow and Pogba goes to Real Madrid, I'd snap your hands off in a minute because I'm realistic as well that it feels like at this moment we've got a Paul Pogba that we wouldn't miss if he left. Is he world-class? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, I think he is. Because to me, a, a world-class player is someone who does it on a consistent yeah. basis. And I have to say, that was the main point that we all felt yesterday. We all said, look, world-class on your day is not world-class. Absolutely. He has not been world-class for too long for us to all sit here and pretend like yeah, he is world-class. Yeah, you could say, actually, given that he had most of last season out injured... But even the year before, so yeah, you can say that he was he's yeah. not he's not anymore. You could, yeah, yeah, yeah that's the player, good the, good the player, player that you are is the player that you are most consistently. That's what you must identify as. You're not your best performance. You are your most consistent performance. And his most consistent performance is average at best. But that's also then contextualised with if he's working his way back to back up to fitness, if he's working in a team where he's not being asked to play what he would consider to be his ideal role, if there were promises that were maybe made when he first came back in mm. that he didn't feel has been fulfilled, all these kind of... It's not that I'm trying to make an excuse for him. I'm just trying to find some form of context around Paul Pogba because and it's also... people forget. Let's be also... I'll also be honest. I think I'm a little bit annoyed in the fact that you... I don't feel... I mean, by the, oh Liverpool. my God, he just can't score. Oh Ooh, my God. Fucking hell. Oh my god, that was amazing! Oh, oh my god, the what Firmino, Firmino's never going to score so again. Liverpool, Firmino just went through <clears> and then the it hit the post. It then came back out to him. He then couldn't force it in. I think it was Mane who then got a shot, and then it then comes back. Do off you the know post. what? Firmino's slightly slow on his toes when Firmino when uh, Mane has. So watch now. Firmino switches off there. See that? Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't, he'd be quicker onto that. Well, he switched off because she'll be in the back of the net, shouldn't it? No, but he switches <laughs> off to look at the linesman. Jesus Christ, yeah. though. How do you hit the post? Oh, that the goal. Goal. Is that not over the line. Not all over the line. The ref's watch would have gone the, off. The, the thing is, though, Firmino stopped to ask on. the linesman. Firmino stopped to ask the linesman and has, and has therefore not been as alert. That's because he's just the... so classy, mate. He just wants to include everyone. <laughs> Let me just finish on... I'll finish my point about Pogba. I think Pogba is... Because of the extreme ire of some people, it now at times is exempt to criticism and people will shy away from making certain kinds of criticisms of Pogba. And privately, journalists will share stories where they have heard things that Paul Pogba has said or done or someone who is in Paul Pogba's <coughs> group has said or done in certain contexts, be that an event, on a private jet, on a team trip, all these kind of things. And they've refrained from reporting it because they didn't want to affect the, oh, they didn't want to get the ire of that. F these fans now hate me now, so I won't be able to write for this newspaper. And it makes me worry that footballers are so protected now, just from because of what they represent, that now we can't criticise someone who realistically might not be doing what he needs to be doing to get to the very top level in football. And there are times I think Paul Pogba is protected in this industry. And I'm not saying that's not a good thing, because I actually think he has been criticised uh, quite a lot. It's both, isn't it? It's but both it is, extremes. He but gets as a journalist, your responsibility is not to work out whether you say something or not. It's to report and to challenge people who are in power. And ultimately, mm. while Paul Pogba it might be a, a, a very good role model for a lot of young black people and a lot of young white people or whoever, but especially black people, I think, is the way that he's seen as a role model for them doesn't mean you refrain from them reporting bad things. But that's where, I say, we always say media, don't we? But yeah. when we say media, we mean bad media. But sure. that's where <laughs> bad journalists have 
almost fucked it for right. good journalists. So Graham Sunes has done no one any favours well, by... Less so Sunes has become the meme of it all, hasn't he? Yeah. But he's, he's almost like part of the problem, not the problem. Yeah. Like, the problem we have is that when you find journalists that are using TMZ-type headlines <laughs> to talk about sure. his hair or his shopping or his car or his... Is he faking injury or is he doing this or is he doing that? Then if there's actually something that happens... You can't report that because people almost say, well, that's falling under that box. It's right. another one of these. But I don't feel able to raise an issue about Paul Pogba that I've heard from another, uh, other journalists, uh, not journalists, but other people who are in the industry, right? I don't feel I'm able to say what other journalists have heard because I don't want to sound, I don't want to be grouped in with those bigoted people. So I just go, it's not worth it. It's not so worth so even if they're right, you wouldn't agree with them right. because of how you would be perceived. Right, how I would be perceived mm. as a racist. Do you or want as me a, to say it? Or... Right. <laughs> no, Dave, you're a lovely guy. Yeah. But, I think <laughs> the, but what I'm saying with that is it skews things and it, it, it basically means that people go to either end of the what spectrum. The... Mm. And it becomes a problem then. That's where I... Do you see, like... Because I'm trying to balance all these different yeah. things. Like, I defend Paul Pogba a lot against some of the media and even some fans. Like, I remember we were walking off the pitch at the end of a season and it was Pogba they went to when that season he right. was our best player. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Why, is, why are you blaming Pogba? He's yeah. not the problem yeah, at Manchester I remember United. that. He yeah. may be... Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. my God. Oh. Or maybe he can do more. That's exactly what? like the City one. Remember the City one? We're no, no, but talking that, that much. That was like 10 minutes Did that ago. say goal? No, we're seeing the goal replay. The camera was in the way. It, basically, <laughs> Firmino had it, what, one millimetre it was off like being the, the goal? If you watch the City-Liverpool game when it decided the title. Yeah, when what, when they said, find margins. Yeah, it was fucking huge margins where we won it, mate. Mm. That really got to you, didn't it? That really got yeah. to me. Fucking but yeah, I think your social media is shit. Um, yeah, oh, by the way, it well, really worked. Well, well, yeah, fair. but for instance, P Piers Morgan is one of those players who today he had a go at, yeah, like a lot of people speak. Today he was having to go at Meza Ozil. Shout out Meza for the yeah, tweet. Yeah, shout out Meza Ozil for the reply because it's an unsuable reply and Piers Morgan seems like quite a litigious person. So it, I would just say there are people who make it more difficult to have a reasoned conversation in the industry. And when we do end up talking about Pogba, I think Brian's raising very legitimate real issues. Mm. But the problem is, it seems like you're either in the camp where you criticize or you defend him. And that's not reasoned I, journalism or coverage of football. I go on the fact that it was Alex Ferguson who let him go. Mm -hmm. And I would trust what Alex Ferguson would say. But you see, this is another one of those things that has almost become the truth when it's not. Fergie didn't let him go. Fergie sent Rio Ferdinand and Patrice Evra to his house to get him to stay. Wow. Fergie hated his agent, but he loved... Was Paul it Raiola at the time? Yeah, right. so Fergie sent Rio to Paul Pogba's house to get him to stay, as did he send Patrice Evra. So, and he was like, well, my decision's already made up to go to Juventus. Um, and I think you kind of Why have to... Why did he go then? Why you kind he... of have to respect Paul Pogba for that because he took a chance on himself at that point. Um, United weren't playing him. We used to play like Raphael, Park, Fabio in, in the midfield area when we had injuries. And mm -hmm. I remember, I think Pogba was kind of just like, well, I'm tearing it up in the youth team. Why am I here? I think that Raphael was, was picked ahead of him. I tweeted at that time, by, like, by he's going to be world-class. Yeah. Like, why isn't he playing? Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of made sense that he would then go. Um, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, like, I will defend Pogba over some media reporting or some unfair criticisms and people will take it as a defense of his bad performances right. when it's not necessarily that. Yeah. It's that sometimes you can empathize with someone that right. are in a difficult position or you can maybe think the club should have done better. Mm -hmm. Like remember when Rooney said we're not matching the ambitions of the club. You could look at that and say, well, Rooney, you need to perform, but also he's right. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rooney, you shouldn't have done that, but he's right. Mm-hmm. That's, like, where, that's where possibly I think Pogba uh, does fall a bit flat is because he was at Juventus, which is a very well-run club, mm. a club where everything runs on clockwork. It's in a very uh, wealthy place in Italy. Everything is quite picturesque. You know, you go to the stadium, you've got the Alps around it, and there's all these people who wear crisp white shirts. I'm not saying United is not is not a very well-run club. We but have I, crisp I think, white shirts. I think there's a lot of... Oh, wow. Sadio Mane just... And we're oh. not a very good run club. I don't think you are a very well-run club in the same. I don't think the cogs move in the same way as they do at a Barcelona or a Bayern Munich or a Juventus. And that's one thing I think Manchester United have really got to look at because other teams are leaving them behind now. You almost, They're becoming institutions to go to. You almost leave room for excuses with Agreed. players right. that. Right. They're not doing everything for us to be successful. Right, exactly. Yeah. So why should, now that's um, not an attitude and, anybody but, but should have. But the thing is, Pogba hears his mates at another club who go, hey, there, this gets done for me, that gets done for me. By the way, well, this is the way it is. his best mate rejected us. Yes. Like, that says it all. Like, Honestly, That should yeah. have been something for... Who was his best mate? Dybala. Like, there was a season where his be- one of his best mates, Lukaku, decided to come because Pogba was there. Mm. And then you had the summer where Dybala was like, I ain't going there. And I've, I think I've that was down to the about, way the club was running. I've got a question about a Man United player because Martial has had all these different reviews. A lot of people have different opinions of him. And I think we're all waiting for that season where it, it does click. That was, it, it doesn't kind of look like it's happening uh, for him. Again, last what season he scored 23 goals, all of them from open plate. He had a very good season. This season he started off slowly. Fault of his own? Yeah, there's loads of fault of his own. Why are you getting sent off against Spurs? You've missed some chances of your own. Um, But also, he's had an unsettled season. Mm -hmm. He's missed three out of the nine league games. He's scored in the two two of the three Champions League games he's played in. So I don't think it's a major issue. The problem for Manchester United is we don't have many strikers. So when Dwight York wasn't scoring, Andy Cole was. When Martial's not scoring, nobody else is scoring and it sticks out like a sore thumb. Now, he needs, if you want to be the Manchester United number nine, you have to have last season, every season. You can't afford to have mm-hmm. time off. But I'm not going to panic because we're two months into the season and he's only scored two goals when there's many different reasons that you could try and... Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like with the Paul Pogba situation. If this was his first season, you'd be like, well, actually, Martial's had no preseason. He missed three games through suspension. He had a great season last season and he's just, it's just the start of the season. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's been some games, not, yesterday wasn't one of them because I thought it was awful. There's some games where his performance levels have actually been good. He just hasn't scored. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a massive fan of his, but what I would want to see in the next game is maybe if, if you put him on the left because Rashford is injured, fair enough, but go with Cavani. Mm-hmm. What we never had last season was a striker that you could look at on the bench and say, bring him on, he'll get a goal. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've got someone threatening your position... And I think Martial maybe has got into that position where he is the number nine. I'm starting next week where I score. Goal, 3-0. Fuck, sorry. I'm starting next week where I score. Firmino. Well Firmino. done. I'm happy about that. It's, it seems inevitable. Well done to him, by the way. I'm really happy for uh, Firmino. 17 goals I'm not. in... Talking about number nines it, that don't score. <laughs> 17 goals in 32 Premier League things. games is at 23 years old, by the way. Is so you said the stat again, sorry. Sorry, it's 32 games played, 17 goals. For, for when, when Martial was 23 years old. That's unquestionably good. But you know the eye test. Mm-hmm. When I watch him, I think, you're good. You, you, you are good. But are you leading Manchester United to a Premier League title good? I, I think, don't think so. I think 
he has I, the ability to, and I think what, what he needs to le- learn as a number nine, is especially as a number nine, you get away with it as a left winger is, like we were saying earlier, he probably don't score that yard goal because mm-hmm. he's not breaking his neck to get to the front post. And I think yeah. you've got to turn a bad ball into a good ball at some times. Does, he will score great goals. He will always score great goals. And he will always score goals because he's a great finisher. He hasn't done that this week, but he generally is a great finisher. But if you look at Cavani when he comes on, his movement is already different. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd argue that Anthony Martial actually, like the movement that Cavani has takes away some other things from his game mm-hmm. in that Martial's hold-up play, if you look at one of our goals against Everton, mm-hmm. Martial was involved every step of the way in terms of sewing that together. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we take the piss out of Emilio sometimes because he doesn't score enough goals. We don't want Martial to fall into that category. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't got the people around him chipping in with 30 goals. A season. So okay. he has to deliver. So, so the, the question is about Marcus Rashford next. He's a year younger. Hope. Yeah, I love the guy. He, he's a year younger. And scored 17 goals in one less game than He's Anthony, taking pens next last than, season. Than, than Anthony Martial. Yeah. You do have to score them, but he yeah, was taking I, I, I get it. He's taking pens, and fuck me. I mean, Bruno Fernandes has bagged the load. Um, out of the two of them, who is the one who you'd go, he is the guy who, if I had to bet <clears throat> everything I own on it, he is going to lead us to a Premier League title one day? Martial or Rashford? Because Rashford's an academy player and he's a United, you know, you kind of no, have no. that bias. No, no, I don't want I think No a, bias. I think cert, there's certain areas Martial's better at in terms of his dribbling with the ball close to his feet, second to none. His finishing ability, when he is in the positions mm-hmm. to get the goals, his finishing bit is better than Rashford's. But Rashford will do those things that I was saying about mm-hmm. when Rashford's not scoring goals or making assists, He's fucking trying. He's busting a gut to do everything else. Mm-hmm. I think Martial's a better number nine than Rashford, if that's mm-hmm. what you're asking. Um, and I do, do think they have different aspects. So you tell game. you what? They can both fit no, into the same no, team. I, I don't like to start no, doing I think this. One no one ha- ever did Cole. Oh, do you like Cole or York? No, but it's different like though because them, well, Rashford gets pushed out Cole wide in order to ac- accommodate Martial. <laughs> R- Rashford gets put on the left or whatever to make Marsh- <laughs> um, Martial fit in. And personally, look, we... we but we, Rashford we, hasn't been pushed to the left I, to I, make I, Martial I, fit in. No, but sometimes... Rashford isn't better than Martial as a number nine. No, but I hear what you're saying. But all I'm saying is as a neutral and as someone who doesn't watch Man United every single game, but does watch them in the big games when we cover them on the kickoff, if I had to put my house or everything I own on one of those two, being the guy to make it in his career because of that busting the gut mentality, because of the way he thinks, I feel like Rashford wants it. Mm. More as an away fan, as as a as a person. When Chelsea play Manchester United, I'm more fearful of what of what uh, Rashford is going to do. Because in big games, and and correct me if I'm wrong, in in the I'm not writing them off. I'm just saying out out of the two against you boys, out of the two in big games, Rashford has this mentality and this X factor that he delivers. But he does the things that you can see. Like he does the things that you can. Martial does a lot of work that knits all that together. That's mm-hmm. what, and he's. You'd say in big games, all right, cool. Martial scored a brace against Chelsea. Scored against City. Scored against Liverpool. He scored against R. He scored in all the big games. Yeah, but he I, delivers but, in big games. But, but before I even made that point, I knew obviously you can rattle off these stats, and I get that. But all those Liverpool goals consistently, were years ago as well, they? consistently on on this show, we have seen Martial do things where I go, 
Fucking mm. hell. Mm. Whereas Martial, it's been far less. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the old Tevez Berbatov situation Maybe. at United that sure. we had. Tevez ran around like a headless chicken, so everyone was like, oh, I fucking love Tevez. Mm. Berbatov's lazy, this, that, and the other. Berbatov's a baller, though. He's a better footballer, you know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying Martial's way ahead of him. Mm. I actually think there's some aspects of his games. Martial's a lot better than Rashford. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's teamwork, though, isn't it? Them yeah. working like And that, I, I, I think they dovetail together well. I think there was a stat last season where... No other partners had uh, goal contributions for each other more than anybody else. They work together well. Mm. Rashford is a left winger. Now, the question is, is Martial going to stay through the middle? See, I don't know if Rashford is a... Is a he's not a nine. It, he's no, not a left winger. He's sort of like the way Thierry Henry used to just Left drift. forward. Yeah. He's a left forward, yeah. not a left But, yeah, forward. I get you. I'm, I'm, look, I'm just interested in what you think because, um, to me, I think I want Rashford to be the one because he's an English lad and we love him and all that. I love that, Marcus can Rashford. I, I love can I ask a question about United Go just while it. we're having a Q&A? Um, <laughs> what, what do you think about Greenwood? Murder Mace. Phenomenal talent. Amazing ability, great potential. Again, I don't really want to comment on what's been happening off the pitch because I don't know. I, I know a few I, you things. Know, I know, I few know things. that he's, I know he's lost one. a friend, which is difficult. I know that he's been naughty, yeah. you know, I, on yeah. international duty, and he's maybe and possi- had a few issues with training and, and things and, like and, that. And possibly around that as well, yeah. Yeah, so I, I know there's those things there, but then I also understand he's an 18-, 19-year-old boy who's just got his first big contract with all this money. His life's changed. Probably his friends have changed around him. People have changed around him. Now, I'm not making excuses for him, but if anyone's allowed to make mistakes as an 18, 19-year-old striker, now I hope that we've got the support around him and the, you know, the strength around him to be able to protect him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he also has to take some of that responsibility on himself yeah. to realize that I'm in a... I'm in an environment where I can work hard and make the most out of my talent. I'm going to be earning ridiculous amounts of money, so I don't need to stress about that and just focus on his football. But I'm glad Ali's pulled him out of the firing line. It could have been easy for Ali to think, oh, Martial's not scoring, Rashford's a bit injured. You know, I need to chuck Greenwood in and see what happens. But actually, he's taken him out. And I think we need to take our time with Greenwood because he's a supremely talented player. I don't think anyone overlooks that left foot, right foot. He's got all the skill. He's got the goals. But he's clearly... He's, he's, he's made mistakes. How well happens. informed do you feel about Manchester United as a United fan? Like, where do you... From you, the club? From, or do you mean... From the how, club or from journalists, from anyone? Because I was saying this yesterday on the show to Brian. I feel there's a bit of a vacuum when it comes to Manchester United around real information that comes from the club. The p- there's, it's not very transparent as a club, as an organisation, as any of these things, right? Yeah. And that was a great move there. Oh, Jesus Christ, I've finished from Leicester. And Leicester time, just did a beautiful bit of football, skied it. Yeah. And, and at times, I think it feels to me like Manchester United has a few fan channels, and granted, you guys are one of them. I, I don't know. I don't think you're a propaganda channel. But I do think because there are so many theories thrown out there, and people basically just making stuff up because they don't know, but they want clickbait or a headline or something, that we don't actually know that much about what the dressing room is like at Manchester United. Way- we don't actually know that much about whether Oli has pulled him out the firing line or whether... He actually thought, fuck, this is bad. You need to come out, mate. Mm. We don't know which, which, we don't know what the actual tone at Manchester United is. Mm. Uh, the game's finished, by the way. 3 0 Liverpool. Uh, um, pretty conclusive performance, really, from Liverpool. In regards to how I deal with news that comes out from different journalists in relation to Manchester United, or I do hear little bits behind the scenes. I never share them because 
I don't want to be, I don't want to be guy. putting my rely, like, you know, my credibility on someone else's words. Forget that. I don't want to do that anyway, which would make me a shit journalist completely. Right. But whenever I hear news, I always think, who's, who's said it? Yeah. Who's likely to have told them? And why have they told them? Because there's always a reason why. It's never not necessarily going to be the truth. And there's been some journalists that you think they're reliable, but I know that's bullshit. Right. And that's the club line. Um, and that's the problem. United have a lot of those journalists that they will feed the club line. And then you also have a lot of people that just hate United. They know we're the biggest story and they can chuck shit and it will stick. That's mm-hmm. why you never really know what to believe and you've kind of got to look... But United just full of shit anyway. As a club. <laughs> no, they are. As a club, they're yeah. just full of it. It's like, they, they love to pretend that we're the biggest club in the world and, you know, we do things the right way and we got all this money and that. But really and truly, we're ran by two clowns. But do you know that, what I mean? Yeah. That, 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 I empathise with you thoroughly. But, but that's partly what I'm saying here. And this is what happens a lot in football, or just in sport in general. When we don't hear anything from the Glazers, because we never fucking do anything. They'll never. They'll, someone... someone Message me like, why don't you set up an interview? Like, oh yeah, because I've never thought of that yeah. before in my yeah. life. Well, to be they fair, will we, never we get, ever yeah. speak to us like they. I've, 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 well, yeah, I've tr- seen him outside the stadium. Be on the True Jody podcast, that'd be amazing. Week, no I've seen him to be fair, the stadium. amount of emails we get where we have to delete them, where someone goes, I've had, it, it says like podcast idea, and then it goes, hey, love the podcast. <laughs> I've just been thinking of a few guest ideas, <laughs> and then it's like, David oh, Beckham. Yeah, yeah, it's like, could you get? Mate, wow, could you great get, one? Could you get Mike Ashley on? Could you get blah blah? And you're like. Yeah, I guess we could, but I mean... Would you, you like you fries with us? Yeah, <laughs> it's literally like, are you hooking us up with them? It's literally just an email where at about... It, they tend to come at about... If you want any more ideas, here's my number. Genuinely, yeah. one guy did say, just give me a call the other day. I've got more ideas for the kickoff. And I was like, you've just told me how... To, you've told me nothing. And then you've got, <laughs> got some good ideas. Give me a call. It's amazing. But I'm just saying, like, that, that, that... What happens in sport is that other people rush in and just fill that vacuum. And what you tend to get then is non-stories and people saying... Um, oh, he's a great guy. We don't actually know whether a lot of people are great guys. We don't actually know whether a lot of people... We don't know a lot about these players. Well, we've made what we had that day, didn't we? Was not that I'm, not in, I'm not going to go in, by the way. No, I'm, I'm using it as a... So what we had around Mace that time was loads of people like ourselves who said that this was possibly a vulnerable kid who's just lost a mate. Even if he's made a mistake, mistake rather, he deserves our support. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that rushed out to support him. But then... What you do in doing that is, what if he's actually made a mistake? Right. And now you're just giving him the leeway to think it's okay to do that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, but, but it's dangerous, on, isn't it? On the far side of that, he doesn't deserve to be, deserve to be cancelled, right? No, never. Yeah. Like, well, we, we, I fucking hate cancelled. Obviously, we don't know what the fuck's going on. I mean, I don't know what the fuck's going on. No, but some of the things, but I don't want to repeat them on here, but some of the things people were accusing him of well, trying to label it yeah, was disgraceful. Yeah, we like, heard those. Bro, like, we don't know. Yo, imagine... Imagine 19-year-old boy yeah. and you got people writing stuff like that. Because it's guilty of proven innocent in this it's, country. It's, yeah. it's just a joke. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, look, it's been, a, it's been a great show. It's been, it's a been great really match. good. Uh, There's, I, I get it. We're you must be happy, Luz. I'm thrilled. By the way, we are, we're sort of feeling our way out on Twitch. This is all the going, You've not you talked about Liverpool. You've not done this. We're feeling our way out on, on Twitch. And I'm really happy with some of the conversations we've had well, today. Also, it, it really became clear early on in the game... It was done. ...that Liverpool were going to win. Yeah. Sorry. And, and, and normally... 
we wouldn't run away with a debate like this, but it's, I've enjoyed it, actually. We've done two shows this weekend. It's fair to say this right. one was more of a chat show. The other one was more of like, we'll talk a bit about the game. We'll talk, go back to it. There's going to be different vibes. You guys are going to get so much content mm. for, let's face it, a very low price. Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool. I, I, I just want to say, I'm sorry. This is the I'm proof sorry, they're I, winning the league, by I, the way. This is the proof. This was the game I thought Liverpool were going to drop points up, in. Right. This was the game that I thought, yeah, surely Vardy scores. There's a points drop. Liverpool are winning the league, man. Jurgen Klopp is a bastard. I've got to admit, that was a. I, I've got to admit, I was worried. I looked at Fabinho and, uh, Fabinho and, and, um, uh, and Matip at the back, and I was like, mm, Vardy can run at them. Honestly, mate, I was confident. I was confident. Yeah. I honestly thought we were going to score today. I, we, I really yeah. felt like mate, we were going to win. Mate, to not even score against. I can't remember a shot on again, And we're talking about the Liverpool side where we're like, all right, this, they're there to be got at. Mm. And I know Lawrence wasn't that confident coming into this game. No. You knew there was a real possibility of losing. And they made it look quite easy to do. Yeah, and did. that. That is impressive. Honestly, yeah. Liverpool rain shots down on the goal. I actually think this was Liverpool's best performance of the season so far. It's a good this Leicester is, team. Do you know who will love this more than anyone? Jose Mourinho. Because him being just underneath, yeah. like just, just chasing that strong, it keeps the narrative. Mm. What you Weird don't want if you're Jose Mourinho is all the spotlight and everyone going, Spurs for the title. That, they, I don't, they, I don't that, know you're not. That you is happening that. a bit though. You don't want that. That is coming no, in no, though, but, isn't it? But right now, him just nipping away at the heels yeah. of Liverpool, that's perfect. But this yeah. is one of those fixtures that you probably look at if you're Jose Mourinho and think, that's one where we count on Liverpool yeah, to drop po- points. Po- so when, they, when they don't, you're like... To be but, you, we, but we all know, if you're Spurs, you don't want to be in that position now. You want to be in that position in March, April. That's, do, do you know that's what, when O'Brien, you want to be there. You, like Mourinho, that's right about Tottenham. Tottenham yeah. will embrace this underdog thing. But you know the way Mourinho has won the league generally in his career? It's by... Splitting get, it. Get a distance. Open up a lead that becomes insurmountable. So then all you've got to do is match I, I, I remember, I must admit, I do remember Mourinho just going, we win the day. Like, yeah. as in, fuck tactics, fuck all that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get three points and make sure we just stay in the lead and see the league out. But um, credit to Klopp. I mean, for me now, I feel a lot more relaxed about my Liverpool prediction. To credit to uh, the, not only Klopp, but I think Michael Edwards and the guys over the transfer window. There was a long time where I think as Liverpool fans, we all went, mm, we're not going to sign anyone this summer. There's, people laughed uh, at Yotta. People, Yeah, people laughed at Yotta. And that was after, by the way, Liverpool had allegedly balked at the, the Werner fee, right? Which was a lot of money up front. But whatever stats machine it is this fucking guy has, whatever club out there not, can find out, get it. Hack because. It. <laughs> it, we, we were saying it earlier yeah, now. It, honestly, we were saying the crazy thing is we, we couldn't think of a signing that Klopp had made where we went, he got worse. Mm-hmm. Lotus come in, scored, scored very key just, goals. Just to be clear, here's a stat for you, and I don't really give a fuck about that. So. Open play goals at home this season Jota, four. Man City, two. Man United, one. Oh, fuck off, all right. That is a bringing us to, into I'm it. Sorry, <laughs> to build, to build By the way, the guys in the back sent me that. Don't blame <laughs> me. To build on top of that, all right? At the beginning, at the and end Van of last season. He doesn't even play. Every conversation I had with everyone at the end of last season, right, was, well, you know, one of those front three is going to have to go. Klopp's going to really struggle. This is going to be upsetting to those guys. Firmino's probably going to be the first one to go. You can't put, play four guys at the front for Liverpool because that's a three. Those guys are all happy together. Or they're all good friends. He has come from a club which was just below Liverpool. He's come in with basically virtually no reputation. Now, the club was very happy to let him leave. And when Liverpool made that offer, I'm sure they went, fuck, that's incredible. He wasn't even starting for Wolves at that point. And he has basically invaded that front line. 
And at any one point, Klopp's gone, mm, Salah can't play you, today. You know when you we go back to there. the point about Pep Guardiola in recruitment, when you look at mm. what Klopp has done, it is the exact, mm. com- complete opposite. Mm. And it's also about the, the man management, the, the mentality side of things, because Pep looks like he stresses every single one of his players out every <laughs> single day of <laughs> training. Klopp looks like, when you see him, you're buzzing to see him, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. you're happy, like, what are we doing today, Gaffer? Like, you know, yeah. that's the kind of vibe He enjoys that you, it, don't yeah, they? Like, Klopp, Klopp's only ever signed one Guardiola world-class stress. player. He's only ever signed one world-class player. Everyone else he has signed. Who was that? Alcantara. Okay, yeah, yeah. Van Dijk. Van Dijk. I feel like he's turned Van Dijk into Al- a world-class to, to, yeah. to be fair, Van Dijk is world-class right. now, but Van Dijk wasn't world-class. The point we're making is his reputation and everything like that, he came with that, whereas... Pep will do in the hand. Dude, won the yeah. Champions League with Origi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and Shakiri that, and all these. The um, to, to be fair, though, I, I think also Klopp has said such things. That, so it's interesting the way that he's dealt with people like Origi, right? It's interesting because when, when he first came to Liverpool, that's actually one of the few players who remains, right? And everyone went, well, Origi won't be one of the first ones at the door. He went into a press conference and went, nah, we'll have fun with him. He's Happy good. to sit on the I bench like as well, though. Yeah. Hey, Origi, against Dortmund, in that game that I spoke about, one of my favourite games, Liverpool 4-3 coming back against Dortmund, was one of the players who scored. He was so key to Liverpool at one point. The thing, the thing Klopp is, has so, been so pragmatic. You need players like him. You need yeah. players that are prepared to sit on the bench and do a job. Like You're not going to find a better player than Origi who is prepared to sit on a bench and play as little football as he's a can play. With all you're yeah. not going to be that good and happily play that level of football. Mm. Like Ch- Ch- when Chelsea were brilliant up front, you know, when he had Anelka and Drogba, a key reason that we did so well was because we had Solomon Kalou, mm-hmm. who was our fourth choice striker and was prepared to play 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. You need, it's a squad game, man. You need them players. Mm-hmm. And that squad is, I mean, we've just seen it just there. I mean, I thought Van, Liverpool's season, we weren't going to win it. Van if Dijk, if Liverpool retain the league this season with losing Van Dijk, it's a hell of a match. If Pep inherited that team, Trent M- gets sold gone. on. Yeah. Robertson <laughs> sold on. Salah doesn't Matip sold on. Salah sold on. All these players are, and I, I say this respectfully, Outside the front three and Alisson and Van Dijk and the fullbacks, okay. Kind of most of the team. So most but, of the first yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, outside most of, most of your yeah. squad. Outside of this squad, who's good in Liverpool's Most of your team. squad you'd consider to be squad players. No, I, Do you no, know what I mean? Like, I think when team. we're talking about name and They're reputation, happy, yeah. you're talking about reputation. Before they played under Klopp and that, you'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah, he's yeah, decent. Henderson's a good yeah, player, yeah. but yeah. he's not Henderson, good. no great shape. Rob, and then Rob, suddenly, Robertson yeah. from Hull, Henderson from Sunderland. Like, yeah. you, none of them players you would ever imagine lifting a Champions League trophy. And mm. to add to that, the players that Liverpool and Klopp have let go of in that time, Coutinho was one of the few players you'd have gone build a team around him. Mm, totally. Emre Chan would have been, he was a player who ran his contract down, went to Juventus. He would have been a player that people would have gone, build a midfield around him. He's he fucking must fantastic. Be sick. Yeah, well, I we went to Juve, I think he won a He's few He's pretty as well, so they normally get... That was part of it. Yeah, we <laughs> scored a bicycle Although, kick as well. Scored a blinding bicycle yeah, kick. Against yeah, against Watford. Yeah, <laughs> that was some game. Um, but that was part of it. So everything that Liverpool or anyone thought before has been switched by that. And now they've got Yotter in, who... It can take up any of those positions in the front three line. Mm. That is crazy. Yeah. And then in this game, has basically scored a key goal. We, but because he's not a big superstar, we we don't go. Oh well, that was incredible. He scored four goals in four starts for Liverpool. If we signed Jota, people would have been complaining. Of course. Like, you yes. know what I mean? And I remember when we were linked with Mane, Van Aar wanted him. Everyone was like, "Is he fucking crazy?" Mm. Like, and now look at him. 
Yeah. Would you like Man United to take more of a risk on transfers then? Or? I'd just like us to make some, to be honest. Is that, is that what's, you know what, though? I've heard, I think, you know, the manager. I actually quite like Van der Beek, <laughs> by the way. Right, yeah, me too. Like, I, yeah. I love Van der Beek as a signing because it's obviously he's a star, but we've, in the last seven years, we've been looking to buy stars rather than make stars. Mm. And I know we've spent big under Fergie as well occasionally, but Fergie made players. He didn't mm. buy ready made. Yeah. And that's what Klopp's doing. Yeah. It, and, and that for me is what. The, the inevitable next uh, Manchester United manager needs to be is someone who has that in his locker, provable maker of players. You know when um, you know when Manchester United managers get interviewed now. So I think Moyes does a couple of these kind of dinner speaking things. Van Hal does a couple of these dinner speaking things. They always talk about how I wanted that guy, I wanted Mane, I wanted him, and I asked for him, and I got him. That happens so much at Manchester United that then when those other but, players go somewhere else and perform, people go. Yeah, but, but you it know often what, seems just, just to finish that point. Though. It often seems like that's because it does Man- happen a lot in Man United. But it often seems like Manchester United go not really a name. Moyes did not back Tony Cruz like though. a name and Thiago. Sure, mm. Schweinsteiger though. So what a player! Yeah, <laughs> we All signed right, him at but, thirty. And we're like, look at our new toy. Yeah. We're, we're gonna, uh, <laughs> Was we're he gonna, only thirty? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love that. We're, we're, we're going to wrap, wrap it up there. Yeah, and it's been a really good show. Time. It's been a great weekend. We've done two live streams for you guys. It made it more than worth subscribing. If you want to continue to watch the content around here, then hit the subscribe button. You won't get any ads throughout. You will be notified when we go live, and it will make your life better. We're actually going to be doing subscriber-only streams as well, just to really reward you guys, because we appreciate you so much. So yeah. check that out. Don't forget, we got the boys. You've got to subscribe to them on YouTube, Rory Jennings' YouTube channel. It's me. Thank you very much. If you want to know why Spurs won't win the league after going joint top, <laughs> you can find that out. Still our it. top, by the way. Still our top, yeah. Um, don't forget Blue Van Man, the best food reviewer in the game. The Which number one. In the world. Yeah. In the world. Oh, great guy. In great the guy. world. Great guy. And obviously Adam McCullough, he's on Adam McCullough's channel and also Shefford Tre- Paddock. What guy. Um, so yeah, thanks to everyone. We're loving life on Twitch. Couldn't have been a better weekend. Big thanks to you lot. See us later.